0: Tune in to The Neil Prendeville Show weekdays from 9 a.m. on Cork's Red FM.
1: Paperwise, I uh, see Simon Coveney is um, talking with the star this morning saying that um, it's still possible to avoid a return to lockdown amid the worrying surge in COVID cases, not just here, but right across Europe. I often thought about this as to why they were saying only about a month ago that they were going to be winding down neffert neffert were going to be packing their bags, while at the same time they must have been contemplating some kind of another surge or a fourth wave. Um, so I suppose, um, you know, uh, I don't know why even thinking about uh, Nefed, Well, at the same time, we're expecting another wave, but returning to lockdown, who knows? There'll be more meetings today, and there are fresh fears, of course, that the health system won't be able to cope, um, and of course, they're trying to rule out, roll out the boosters and stuff like that, but the big issue now at the moment, it seems to be, if you've been following it media-wise, okay, so we've had uh, fairly shocking, positive cases, 660 um, odd people in, in hospital with 125 in ICU, um, but 4, 000, over 4,000 a day now. Uh, well, you're kind of hovering in and around that, but the big issue seems to be the 5-12 to year old primary school students The Independent picks up on that this morning the true scale of COVID cases in our schools, Uh, not just the kids actually, but also the amount of teachers that are out sick with COVID every single day. Uh, so it seems to be a big issue, which is kind of weird when you look at way back, and I suppose the, they've been learning as they've been going through uh, the last two years, but I, mean, I, know, I know, even saying the last two years, uh, but remember at the very beginning it, it was said that uh, you know this wouldn't affect children and they wouldn't be an issue and there wouldn't be spreaders. Unfortunately now there seems to be a problem with kids being, being super spreaders, and that's unfortunate. But uh, some good news this morning of course is that Cork Airport has reopened, and you have to give credit where credit it is due. Not everybody thought that the timing was right but it's behind us now and the first flights took off this morning and it came in on time and on budget, and you have to say how many things that are funded by the taxpayer ever come in on time and on budget. So fair play for that. The airport's takeoff day makes the front of this morning's echo. It also makes the inside pages of the Examiner. Cork Airport flying high. Air services resume following the the upgrade. So thanks be to God for that. If nothing else, uh, meanwhile we have students uh, on Lee side and right across the country who are going to be protesting part of a national protest with regards to college fees, um, lack of student accommodation. Is another one, and the frustration towards the 3,000 student contribution charge. If you don't know it, uh, parents and students uh, divvy up uh, 3,112 euro a year. The state pays another 3,000, which means the annual fee uh, for a year by year in college is 6,112 euro before you start paying for accommodation and food and travel and transport and subsistence. So um, they're talking about that being very, very expensive. Uh, John O'Halloran they quote, well, actually, the unions involved in the college quote John O 'Halloran, the President of the UCC, recently saying uh, that three thousand euro is cheap and I suppose there's a, there's a point to be made here if you compare it to the u k or indeed America, it is cheap or it could be sixty seventy eighty grand a year, and people have to take out massive student loans so it 's interesting, two different takes on the same story. A lot of stories relating to numbers making the papers today, the outpatient list now in the Cork regional loan these would be adults and children waiting for just appointments now in hospitals is now 75,000. And you heard in the news there with regards to Christmas trees. We'll check in with some Christmas tree sellers over the next day or two. But they're saying a lot of different things. One is that there's going to be a tree shortage because of the mild weather we've had. Two, for the Machiawans, I suppose, the Suez Canal blockage. And the trees that will be there means there'll be less of them and they'll cost more. So that's the story making the front of the mirror today. And while that's happening as well, apparently the Gardie. Um, well I I suppose it might be the special branch. <laughs> Sorry, it's just a bad joke. Uh, they've warned that criminal gangs are hoping to nick Christmas trees. This happens every year where the guards are putting people on red alert, particularly the remote Christmas tree farms. To be very careful that you don't turn up the next morning to a Christmas tree farm and find an awful lot of them cut down and stolen. They're big ticket items at the moment. And there are other big ticket items that make the papers today because Friday is Black Friday. And I'd say there'll be a few pre-Black Friday sales. If uh, if that's uh, if if that's anything to go by on the last years, but they say one and a half billion would be spent in Ireland. Apparently, an awful lot of people have saved an awful lot of money during lockdown, and if they didn't splurge it. Uh, on 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 you know kitchen extensions and new furniture and electrical equipment. They're going to do it for Black Friday. And the mail this morning, it seems to be electrical all the way through. Whether it's big, huge 2021 QLED televisions, or uh, you're looking at um, all sorts of stuff like uh, the Dyson vacuum cleaners and all sorts of things like that rolling in at four hundred, five hundred, six hundred, seven hundred, eight hundred. <laughs> you're over a vacuum cleaner, coffee machines, um, you know, mobile phones. They're looking at three seater sofas and Harvey Normal normans uh, and the big american fridges stuff like that and um, while all that's happening of course much of that comes in from overseas as part of freight and uh, there's been a big shortage in those i don't know whether they've managed to resolve the playstation 5 issue any updates on that lads for those of you that are on waiting list for playstation 5s come back to me on that because i know there's a shortage of those and a lot of that has to do with freight traffic coming in but apparently according to the sun today we have only one naval vessel one ship at sea, protecting the entire coastline from drug traffickers, illegal fishing, foreign military warships, submarines acting the maggot under the Irish Sea, which, according to The Sun today, is a scandal. Particularly if we have a problem with drug importation and smuggling into the country, you'd need an awful lot more than just one naval ship. Then Roy Keane makes all of the papers today. One story is the one where he had a bit of a set-to with a chap who called him a P-R-I-C-K. i mean, just walk away. Don't sign autographs for anybody that call you P R I C K. But he says that uh, he wasn't angry. That's not angry, according to Keane. I have a lot more levels of that uh, beyond that when it comes to angry. Apparently, he was reading at the weekend, what he was doing at the time was he was signing to Manchester United jerseys to somebody who sells it on as merchandising. I'm not going to call them a tout, but that's what they do. They get players to sign jerseys and they sell them on then for big money as a signed jersey. I would have thought that's the last thing that Roy would have done, but he does. Apparently he signs them. I wonder if yeah, And it seemingly he knows that it was a merchandiser who was going to sell on the jersey with the with the signature. But apparently he, he also said at the weekend in an interview that he's had uh, credible death threats against him and that his family were once or twice deemed to be safe at home and to be very careful and to change their routines and stuff. That's a worrying story that makes the star today. And if you like the old uh, alcohol-free beers and what have you, uh, then more and more of them will be up on the taps uh, by next year, not across Christmas, but certainly next year. I don't know why Heineken are talking about solving the conundrum as to how to serve non-alcoholic beer from kegs rather than bottles and cans. I thought they were already serving Alcohol-free Heineken in bars. Maybe they're just in limited areas, but they're talking about rolling them out more. And then if you want to take a look at what life will be like in 2036, it's put very well in the mail this morning for those of us that will be around. You'll have a robot housekeeper, all right? And you will be nipping downtown or heading out to get a juicy algae burger, for it won't be meat anymore, it'll be algae, and the likes of it, meatless. But you'll not be going in a taxi with four wheels. You'll be flying in a taxi by all accounts. And if you want to do a spot of clothes shopping, don't worry about heading in there looking for something that suits you because you will be automatically digital body scanned to ensure that every single item is made to fit your purpose perfectly. You'd think they could do that now digital scanners making the digital scan lots of other things why not that and there was a story in the examiner at the weekend Uh, if you thought that e-scooters weren't welcome on the roads Think again, because we are soon going to have, just like the Coca-Cola bikes, shared e-scooters on Leaside next year. You can literally rent them by the journey or rent them by the hour. And they were rolled out for a press launch last week with uh, photo ops Some local councillors jumping up on the, with their helmets on. And apparently these these um, e-scooters will cost 20 to 25 cent per minute to use and a €1 checkout fee. And they give a good example, and I like this. So if you were to rent an e-scooter next year and go from Kent Station to UCC, it would cost you €4 and take you 15 minutes. Now, I know that people in motor cars listening to this now will be livid because they've enough to be contending with cyclists and e-scooters as it is without the corporation rolling out a service to provide them like the Coca-Cola bikes. And a final one, I'm interested in this because there's a couple of Adele stories, uh, but the one that I'll deal with, now is Adela has asked people would you please when you're listening to my album and other albums don't listen to it in shuffle because by all accounts artists like you to listen to their music with the track list that they have laid down in advance. The first song followed by the second song. I guess there's a theme goes through the album and I kind of agree with that. I mean shuffle for an album of an artist makes no sense. Now a playlist that's built from say decades, you know a decades playlist or other stuff like that you could have it unshuffled, but not the album. I mean, back in the day when it was vinyl, you put on side one, track one, and you played it all the way through side one and turned it over and played it all the way through side two. I think it should be the same for Spotify. The
0: Neil Prenderville Show.
1: Hope the weekend well, well. If you have any stories to share, get in touch. Text 86 Pick up the phone on one 850 And that's exactly what people do. Just a fast one from Tracy. Tracy, good morning
2: hi good morning Nate. oh this is
1: fantastic because this might be a playstation 5 story is it
2: yeah, that's correct. Um, I just came down to Manhattan Point to go to Home Store and more. I thought they opened at 8.30 but they didn't open till 9. Yeah. And while I was sitting outside I saw a queue forming outside Argos. Right. Maybe 50, 60 people and then like people were coming in more and more and more and I I was wondering curious obviously and um, I rang my sister and because um, her little boys is getting a PS5 or yeah. yeah. and um, she informed me that they were pre-ordered today from Smith but in because I'm still parked outside now and people are still walking in now and coming out with the ps 5
1: Okay, but just to be sure about this, the ones that are walking in and coming out with PS5s were on a waiting list, were they?
2: I have no idea. Would you like me to ask you?
1: I think it would be fantastic if you were my (laughs) on-the-spot reporter. Just get out of the car. All right, do you (laughs) want to do this live? All right, okay.
2: Yeah, just okay, if you want me to. <laughs> Fair
1: play, play to you, you, Tracy. Fair play.
2: No problem, no problem. Mate. You, One pay,
1: you pay upwards of 599 for a PlayStation 5. You know
2: what? No, what the problem is, is people are charging £8, 9, uh, 1100 and, nine and I just think it's so unfair. Do you know what I mean?
1: They're doing that so already, yeah. The they're, they're yeah, are, yeah. yeah? They've already got them. In so the you know
2: I'm going to ask the security man here, okay? Unbelievable. Okay, thank you. Bye, agent. Morning. Yeah. I'm just wondering, the PS5 yeah. that people are collecting, have they been reserved? Yeah, yeah. They're all reserved. Can you reserve them as of today?
3: You, you can try. It, yeah. um, I can't guarantee that you'll get one, Make you just have to go online and keep
1: trying.
2: Perfect. Okay. Fair Thank plate. you so much. All Thank you. Isn't he the most
1: helpful security guard that didn't know he was yeah, on the he's air? Yeah. So So you are right. They, they are pre orders. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm no. with Neil, Would you just tell
1: him that and I said, said so thanks very, very, very much point. there, Tracy?
2: And he said, tell hey, you thanks very much. No Thank you. What's the name? Michael. Michael, Michael. Thank you. Michael, fair play to you. Yeah. Fair play. Michael, so, uh, Neil, what it is people reserve them this morning and they're going to collect them now.
1: I'd say they reserved them months ago, wouldn't you think, Tracy? I'd say no, that.
2: just this morning because he said people are outside the store now still reserving and picking up. What? Mm hmm.
1: So they're just on-spec punters who just turned up and managed to, sc- to to scoop one?
2: Yeah, once you have your reservation number, like if I googled PlayStation 5 now and got a reserve for it, I can just go in then and collect it because you have a reservation number.
1: I, I thought you'd have had to do that weeks or months ago. Because I know... Um, and what's the story with Smiths, for instance?
2: Um, well, this morning someone shared on Facebook that Smiths is taking orders as of today for the PS5.
1: But do they have they landed in Smiths, I wonder? No idea. I wonder how many Argos. I'm not got. driving that way now.
2: If I was I'd help you
1: out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So are you going back into Argos?
2: No, I'm not because I don't need a PS five. But if you want me to Google it when you hang up I can ring back and just let you know.
1: Do do a bit more work on it. Even if you could maybe chat with the manager of Argos, find out how many okay. they got. And are you they've... looking
2: for one? Is that why you're asking? No, me? I don't
1: want one at all. No, but oh, I know yeah, I know okay, no thank okay. you very much. But I'm quite sure there'll no be people texting me looking for them. I just know that they're a big item this year.
2: Yeah, well, do you know what, now as I'm part here talking to you, there there is maybe 60, 70 people after coming out with them, so I'm saying they must have been okay to reserve online, so if anyone's listening... And, they, you know, Sanchi will try his best and blah, blah, just Google, I think, it would be the best
0: thing. What
1: I'd love to know is when did they reserve them? Was it this morning? Was it last week? Are they on a list for months? So if you could find that out, it would be great. But tell me a little bit more then about people who have got their hands on one and are reselling them already.
2: Yeah, they've been reselling them for the last five or six weeks. Um the last five or six weeks on Facebook uh, not Facebook marketplace it's Facebook when you're part of uh, Facebook you can sell uh, pre-loved items or items that you're finished with and it is a popular enough site but like last night there was someone put up a PS5 sealed with a receipt and I think it was €1,100 euro, oh my and God. someone was saying you know can you do a bit better I suppose like when you ask for something from Santi, Santy don't disappoint every child you know what I mean
1: but that would be 599 nine, read retail and they'll sell it on for 1100
2: yeah 1100 and And you know what Neil I suppose you know you would do a lot for a child really do you know what I mean?
1: But fierce pressure though on a parent isn't it?
2: Very very because the child wants Santi to bring a Playstation
1: 5 you don't want to disappoint them and your only option is 1100 on Facebook Marketplace it's
2: like, sad. That's crazy. That's twice the price, like, do you know what I mean? Okay. But it's like t- money for jam when you go in, like, right? I mean, if it's the way I hung off from you now and reserved one, like, I wouldn't, Jesus, there's no way I could. Like use someone like that, and you, you know, wouldn't do it. No, for really, no. I mean, that's 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 teething. That's robbing. Yeah, you I'd say fast,
1: But Facebook Marketplace is like a bit of a wild west. So the guy there last uh, about two weeks ago who gave eleven hundred euro for the ne- for the whatever latest edition Apple iPhone is out there, never opened the box, gave over the cash, brought it home. Opened it and it was one of those Chinese knockoffs that you get for thirty or forty. Well, you know
2: Euro what? Online. No, I won't say serves them right. But me, come on. I mean, it, it was the phone that everyone tried to get. Now the day they went on sale, I went to Harvey Norman's. I have an eighteen-year-old, uh, an and she'd saved her money for the um, iPhone thirteen.
1: That was the one. And yeah.
2: Yeah, and into Curries I went and the gentleman said, have you a reservation? I said, no, I don't, but I rang you yesterday and you did say, come, there might be one floating. She wanted blue or silver, but all they had floating was gold. So I ended up getting her the gold one and she's weak for it. Because the covers go on the phone, you can't tell her the colour anyway. But how you know much I mean? was that? Uh, one, one, seven, nine.
1: Okay, I just don't understand why people would spend that much money on a f- an iPhone that's pretty much obsolete within a couple of weeks.
2: She said the camera is amazing in it, and do you know what? Now, Neil? she had the older iPhone, but how could it and be? she said well, she sold it on and got six hundred. So it was like she only paid five really for this so one because so she had three years ago yeah, yeah. so the old one. But you know in all mean?
1: fairness, like they tell you, the camera is brilliant. But are, how could the camera be any better than they are already?
2: I have no idea. I mean, it's not going to make you look skinnier or have oh, no I mean, wrinkles it's or camera. whatever. You a camera. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Neil, what I'll do is there's a nice little man or there's a nice man getting into a car with one. He looks nice enough. So will I ask him? Go
1: and chat with him and come back to me. Yeah, you're fantastic. You're hired, Tracy and Mal. She's brilliant. Fair story. No fear whatsoever. Interesting texts already. I'd love to get, you know, a clearer picture as to what's the story with, uh, you know, being on a waiting list or ordering online or reserving a PlayStation. I would have thought that it would have been done weeks or months ago, but I'm just wondering is... Is Tracy Roy when she says that people just logged on this morning and then rocked down to get one. Anyway, hi Neil, they came online for reservation last Thursday. Just checked online, not available for reservation anymore. I suppose they only have so many. Smiths were, were online ordering this morning. They have now sold out already. Uh, thank you for that one. I went straight to Argos. I went to Smiths. I went to Curry's to see if I could reserve a PS5 no joy. Another person says here, some people reserved over a year ago. So there you have it. That's one of the big items this Christmas is the PlayStation 5. There's others I know but that's the one that everybody wants to get their hands on. I don't think they were able to well, it may have been problems with production and then of course the whole Suez thing threw everything up in the air. Back after the break.
0: Text the Neil Prenderville Show now
1: 086-8104-106 RED FM Get involved. Pick up the phone on 1-850-104-106 Well we're only... Uh, week or so, just over a week away from December when Christmas kicks in, I suppose in full flight with regards to parties except we've been given, of course public advice now, health advice and government advice and effort advice not to go to Christmas parties and for companies not to have Christmas parties, not to have big get-togethers and of course that's um, hammering hospitality again and the latest announcements of course in Last week, with regards to the midnight closing uh, for nightclubs and bars, doesn't help matters. Um, and you can really see uh, when you uh, look at the different hotels and what they're now saying. You can really see the devastating consequences of that for them in December, with December being their busiest month, of course. Michael Magner owns the Vienna Woods Hotel and Glanmar Super Hotel. He pumped millions into that, renovating and refurbing it. He joins me over the phone. Michael, good morning. Good morning Neil. Appreciate you taking the call because I know you had a late night working last night but um wh- where are we at with this like uh, you, have have you started Firstly did you have a lot of bookings as your Christmas parties planned and, and and are people calling and cancelling?
4: Yeah, yeah. so good morning, Neil, and look, thanks for having me on. I suppose, look, uh, the overriding message, and I think you said this on the introduction, is like, public health is priority, it's number one. There's nobody disputing that, but with that comes advice from government, the health authorities, people need to take personal responsibility. Work from home directive started last Friday, the 12 midnight curfew also started, and as a result we've seen a significant impact on our um, bookings for the month of December, and you're correct, December is probably the most most, one of the most busiest months of the year for the hospitality industry. The month of December generally carries you through for the quieter periods of January and February before you step step, step into spring. And we're in a situation now where we are receiving cancellations. Um, I looked at my own books there before I came on this morning and I mentioned in an article over the weekend that we'd over 300 people booked for Friday the 10th of December. And as of this morning, now we're down at 28. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, there's a quote in the examiner
1: fast. this morning saying, that you lost an estimated €200,000 off the books.
4: Correct. So that would be including bookings and then, of course, the projected income that would come from those particular events that would take place. So it's not just Christmas parties that we're seeing to to trail off now, but you would have had companies where they'd plan maybe a lunch over Christmas. Yeah. There would also be meetings that might have been planned, but because the directive to work from home and nobody's disputing that this needs to be done. I mean, look, I mean, we, we're, we're in the hotel industry, the hospitality industry has played its part over the last two years. But I suppose I take you back to March of 2020 and the first week of March, things were holding steady and then as the pandemic started to reach our shores and people began learning that this was a real reality, business started to fall off and we're seeing this again. The difference now though, Neil, is that uh, I suppose we're in a different space. The vaccination is there. Government and health authorities are advising people to go out and get that booster jab if invited to do so and for those that are unvaccinated go out and get that vaccination. It's key because when we talk about public health, it's not just about COVID in this realm, it's a wider realm. There, you know, it was well documented over the weekend about that that transplant surgery that had to be postponed. There's also the mental health of our people working in our industry. I'm responsible for 136 people in my hotel. What will happen with them if you're
1: not going to be busy enough to keep them working across December? Well,
4: well, the fact is, that the and in fairness, to the government, you know, they have to be thanked because the support the government provided to our sector and all across businesses that have been impacted by COVID has been welcomed. But I know today the government, it's. It's documented in media this morning are due to meet. The current level of EWSS is due to be revised downwards from the 1st of December. That needs to be maintained beyond December and into the new year. The rates waiver that we've experienced and welcomed for 2021 needs to be continued into 2022 because doing, by doing that, it will allow me, as long as I'm not closed, Neil, to maintain those 136 jobs that yeah. I have in my company. Yeah. And not just me, every employer that's based in in, in a business that could be impacted by Uh, you know, additional restrictions that may or may not come. I think it's out of responsibility now.
1: You're a big wedding hotel, aren't you? Well known for it. I'm told from the Examiner article you had 14 weddings in December. All of those now have to be finished and over and people gone or to bed by midnight. Is that right?
4: That's correct. Uh, so uh, Friday was the first day of the, the new restrictions and our wedding's over this weekend. We, we had a wedding as well yesterday in the hotel. And the fact is that post midnight, uh, everything was uh, concluded. And uh, the, the fact is that that's the, the reality of it. And in fairness to our guests, to our couples that have had their wedding
1: with us, they've played their part. But they comply uh, with a heavy heart, I'm sure, though.
4: I'm disappointed of course and no one you know can dispute that but I think you know the reality of it is. and speaking to the couples they still got their day they still were able to have their family and friends with them and I suppose you know as, as a hotel we've been cognizant about trying to spread the message around being personally responsible we're communicating with our couples to say if you have guests that are unvaccinated encourage them not to come uh, because it's not just putting their health at risk but the uh, health of others at risk isn't, as well. You isn't know?
1: that an Amazing situation, actually, because I can't think of any other where you can have both vaccinated and unvaccinated in the same hotel, in the same areas of the hotel at the same time.
4: Well, look, I think with COVID, there's been lots of anomalies, there's been lots of situations whereby we've wondered and scratched our heads when I take you back to the nine euro meal uh, in, in 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 pubs and restaurants back at the start of when the restrictions were starting to ease of summer of last year. So, I think for everybody, and in fairness, um, you know, nobody has been through this type of an experience in their lifetime before, so it's been a learning experience, and I think, God forbid, but if, a, if the pandemic hit at some time again in the future, I think that would probably be a, a Manual and, and, a, and a go-to plan
1: yeah. to do it and go forward. Yeah, you know? but, but still, it's, it's still a case of unvaccinated people can go to a wedding, but a vaccinated person can go for a drink in a hotel.
4: Well, that that is true. There yeah. is an anomaly in relation to it. But I suppose from my business and my perspective, we're encouraging and I think if you were to ask any, you know, like minded operator of a business, they would be strongly encouraging anybody that's attending events where there may be anomalies to say, Listen, for your health, if you're unvaccinated, you know, it's probably wiser for you to stay away because remember dancing is back now. Um so with dancing there comes interaction and, um, you know, bands are there and we have to remember, you know, the entertainment sector as well, you know, from midnight yeah. because things have wrapped up. You would generally see at a wedding a band followed by a DJ and the DJ would take you into the wee hours of the morning. I mean, unfortunately the DJ uh, sector now has been it's immediately hit. I know for our weddings of the weekend, no
1: DJs played yeah, because yeah. and the that, band played until midnight. And that, that, init- that booking of 300 for the party on the 10th, were they all booked and cancelled? So they were all booked
4: um, and from companies, uh, groups of friends coming together, and they've taken public health advice. No, but that, what I'm saying is they
1: were already booked in advance. You weren't expecting 300. You were 300 booked, and then in the space of a few days, that whittled down to 40, is it?
4: Correct, yeah, in the space of a few days, and as I said this morning, checked it, checked it as 28.
1: So that gig's off anyway, is it?
4: Well, I I mean, is it viable at 28? You know, I I mean, the fact is that we've taken bookings for those 28 guests. We may have to come up with another solution for them. But at the end of the day, if somebody wants to bring uh, business to any of our hotels in Cork, we're willing to take it. But in line with what the government advises, the restrictions that apply at the time and look. All our industry, we've been playing our part. I think it's acknowledged by government. It's acknowledged by the health authorities or whatever. But at the end of the day, we also have businesses to run. Um, but we have to keep in mind the people that work in our businesses and also okay. that the
1: public health message okay. also needs. You, you didn't hear anything, because there was all sorts of rumours across the weekend that they were going to bring in more hospitality restrictions. Uh, I'm not putting much faith in it until I hear officially, but you didn't hear any of those rumours where there could be a possibility that pubs would be closing even earlier? No,
4: I didn't, to be honest with you. But then again, the head was down. We were busy all weekend. Um, So um, today is Monday. So it's my opportunity to have a look over the news. But um, look, I mean, everything is uncertain at the moment. That is certain. Um, But if if, and what I did hear was that, you know, uh, this CMO, uh, Tony Holohan said that if people could make some small changes and maybe the small changes that were introduced last Thursday about working from home, reducing the the mixing after midnight, that might have an impact to bring, bring us back from but, does it not, yeah, but does it not
1: frustrate you then when you see huge numbers, forty and 50,000 at all these different rugby matches at the v, Aviva, uh, and I'm not having to go, but there were a lot of GAA matches recently with big numbers at them, for instance. Does that not frustrate you when you see that?
4: No, I don't think so, because if the advice was there and if the, the, the associations like the, the IRFU and the GAA follow the guidelines, well then, you know, why not? I mean, absolutely. If that's what's allowed and that's what's permitted play our part and we all do this together so, so so no to be honest with you because i suppose look in my, in my time in business neil um, and I, i'm in court since 2006 we went through a horrible recession and there's always something that will throw you there's always a curve ball in business and that's how you take that curve ball and shape it into something for the better and for the good oh i know i'm and just somebody suggesting it
1: because like the aviva would have had a lot of people i'm i'm sure i'm one correction of this who would have been unvaccinated at the matches
4: well, I'm not sure about the the uh, rule around attending games if you're allowed uh, to, to attend unvaccinated or not, but, I mean, if... The the, the the audience or, or participants are allowed to attend unvaccinated or not and if they're breaking no rules, well then yeah I don't have a problem with that and let you know I need you not, you know.
1: Okay, listen, I'll let you get on after a busy morning, weekend. Neil. Talk to you soon again. That's Michael Magner, owner of Vienna Woods Hotel in Glanmire. Text 868104106 eight one oh four one oh six. We'll pick it up after the break.
0: This is the Neil Prenderville Show. Tweet the show at Neil Red FM 104 to 106 Red FM.
1: David just picks up on a couple of those thoughts. He says there were crazy scenes at the county final yesterday. There were thousands there and not much mask wearing and social distancing on the pitch afterwards for the celebrations. I was absolutely shocked. Uh, Don't know about that, but what we do know with regards to the Aviva was that there was no requirement to be vaccinated in order to attend any of those games um, and they were being asked to wear a mask at all times inside. It's not so much the fact that it was outdoors. There's an awful lot more goes on than just going to the match, of course. You have to get to the match that would be a lot of groups gathering and I told you about the Lewis last week absolutely rammed like sardines um, and, and, and that's got nothing I don't make the rules I don't make the laws but I think they're going to be quite inequitable in some areas because at the same time we're being asked to cut down on the amount of people that you meet and cut down on your on your socialising Um, but uh, it seems as if they're very touchy-feely when it comes to issues like sport. Um, Meanwhile, I'm writing to express my absolute disbelief with what I witnessed over the weekend. While Cork City are doing the right thing and not advertising the switching on of their Christmas lights, Many towns and villages are touting for business online. On Friday, I was in Middleton with my young child. We went in about 3 p.m. before the large crowds arrived to see the lights, the Christmas lights go on. Uh, one or two of the rides in the fair green as well was on our agenda. Uh, on leaving an hour later, we witnessed Santee with what appeared to be a Garda escort walking into town from the Mill Road accompanied by a large gang of children and parents Absolutely zero social distancing. We decided we'd go back into town after the lights were switched on to see the beautiful display, as we didn't feel safe with the numbers because of COVID cases rising. About half past seven, as we walked along the main street, there were still large crowds coming towards us. We went on to the main road to keep our distance, and at the fair green, there appeared to be hundreds gathered, many with no face coverings whatsoever. I just put this down to a one-off. But looking online yesterday, there were similar numbers in y'all for the switching on of their lights. You would seriously wonder, do people take it seriously at all? So that was the weekend down Middleton Way and also in y'all. Text 0868-104-106. Pick up the phone on one 104 106 Sean, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Thanks for holding. Appreciate You just want to pick up on, on something that Michael Magna was talking about there and the hospitality being hammered and bookings down for December. Go ahead.
5: Yeah, well, I mean...
1: I think it's very easy, you know, to
5: to shift the blame, you know, from uh, the people in charge, you know, to the public, you know, and I think it's completely wrong and cynical to do that, you know, because um, I mean, really, I mean, if they had made the right decisions, you know, you know, we wouldn't be in this um,
1: mess we're in now, you know. If who made the right decisions? People, is it? The, the people in charge, The oh, government, and okay. Left it, yeah, okay. okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like, and what, what decisions did they make wrong?
5: Well, it's quite clear. I mean, um, I mean, the antigen test could have been introduced a year ago, you know, and Nefit blocked it, you know, and the government failed to, to, to um, you know, basically to, to stop Nefit. And know, they're not fans.
1: Decision. They're still not fans of antigen testing, effort Yeah,
5: yeah ninety eight point seven two effective, ninety nine percent effective.
1: But effective against twice. what, though? You see, Sean.
5: Effective against basically. When you get, you pick one up for five ninety nine in the shop, you, get, you can get uh, tested yourself in uh, two minutes and you'll get a positive or negative test and uh, you're clear of
1: COVID. There's no danger. You can go anywhere you like. So what do you mean, you mean when you, you say 98%, 98% accurate? Accurate, sorry, yeah. yeah. Accurate, yeah. yeah. So like, I mean, Michael
5: Martin was saying there, well, you know, all the people are unvaccinated, you know, but uh, I mean... There's no problem if they had um, antigen tests in the a in hotel. You want to go to um, an event there? They give you an antigen test before you go in. Test um, negative, fine. Go right ahead. You know, no problem. You don't. You're not going to affect anybody. I mean, the problem is sorted. Oh, you
1: know, yeah, I, but you see, if it were that simple, they do it. I yeah. mean, it's not. It's it's like the problem now is. Ninety-six percent, ninety-six percent of the population are double vaccinated, and yet COVID is still raging. It's ripping through the place. They're yeah, saying yeah, so. Whether you're double yeah. vaccinated or have an antigen test doesn't stop the spread. No, uh,
5: I know that, yeah, but I mean this is the failure of the of the of um, the policy decisions that we made. You know, I mean it's that's the simplest. That it's not down to the people. I mean, people are just trying to. You know, we've we've endured in, more restrictions here in Ireland for the last two years than any other country in the world. I'd say, you know. I know, but I I'm mean, just we... saying.
1: You know, the events that they're that they're saying, don't go to parties and all that. Don't go to a Christmas party. Reduce the amount of people. They're saying that to people who are doubly vaccinated. They're not saying that yeah. to the unvaccinated, They're saying that to everybody.
5: But I mean, now we know that. I mean, there's 93 percent people vaccinated. So obviously, all the people who are who are being reinfected. Are, um, are vaccinated people? It's as simple as that. You know, it's not the seven percent who are unvaccinated.
1: Well, it's they that, say it's fifty fifty. It's the five percent who are unvaccinated. Why?
5: That's impossible because I mean, you know, in other words, they're saying you know ninety three percent of people that are vaccinated. You know, are, are you telling me that they're not the ones that are being infected? Of course they
1: are. You know, no, I know, I know that. I'm I, talking about I when the numbers get, get into hospital. Gotten, I'm saying, yeah.
5: I've know loads of people that are double vaxxed. You know, and they're um, they've been infected
1: again, you know? Well, I know people that are fit, double vaccinated, and they've been very, very sick. You don't think that maybe... I was just thinking about this the weekend. You know the Johnson & Johnson, the Janssen vaccine, which was the weakest of them all. It was just so weak, they actually stopped using it. Uh, You don't think that people who got the Janssen vaccine might be the ones that are getting sickest? Yeah, I I don't know, Neil, but
5: all I know is that, you know... um, we have thousands of new cases here in Ireland and there's widespread panic and all of this was avoidable. You know, we could have deployed antigen tests in schools and hospitals and all other workplaces a year ago, you know, mm. a year ago. We could have done this. We could have planned and rolled out the booster um, program like in August, you know. If they blitzed the
1: country then with boxes of antigen tests for everybody, even the vaccinated, not to mention the unvaccinated, could take an antigen test when they wanted to socialize. Yeah.
5: Yeah. If you're in Germany, uh, um, one of my family was in Germany, Antigen tests are everywhere you go. Any shop, go into it, any venue, hotel, restaurant, cafe, uh, you know, take the antigen test.
1: And um, it's done in three minutes, you know? Yeah, and same in same the, in the uh, UK, but their numbers have gone crazy. And in Europe as well, whether it's Germany or Austria, the Netherlands, we're hearing all those stories. There's rioting and there's people protesting and...
5: Naturally enough, because um, I mean, our freedoms are being taken away. I mean, we're basically being locked down again and put back into prison, you know, and naturally enough, people are going to rebel and protest. This is only human nature, you know.
1: Now, you actually said in your text, so I'm not asking you, but because you said in your text that you're not vaccinated. So does that mean that you're very limited in where you can go and what you can do?
5: No, I'm quite happy uh, to say it, like, that I'm unvaccinated and uh, I have no intention of getting vaccinated, you know? Yeah. And and I believe that I'm entitled to that that is my right, you know? I mean, we're still a free country and I'm acting according to my conscience and my conscience is informed, you know, it's an informed conscience, you know? I'm not not going to take the the vaccine, but I'm not... um, I mean, I didn't go to the county fine yesterday, you know, I would have loved to go there, you know, but yeah. I watched it at home and on the live streaming from the, the examiner, you know, yeah. and which was very good as well and great coverage, you know. Yeah. But um, I've gone, I've, I mean, I've got to lots of events. I've got to, 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 to hotels, actually, to an event in a hotel and I've got the antigen test done, no problem, you know. Yeah. What kind of an event so, would that have been? And, uh, it was a meeting.
1: Yeah, and you'll be you know, you'll be actually the you'll be the safest person in the room. I'm safer
5: than anybody else there. You know, I mean, <laughs> you are. There was a, probably a hundred people at it, and um, <laughs> maybe twenty people who weren't. Or th- I don't know. I don't know actually how many people were, were there who weren't on Most of the people were vaccinated, yeah. but I mean the day be, the day before I got my antigen test done. So you know, I was free to go in and say I'm fine, and um, the whole event went off without a problem. You know, yeah, and yeah. Um, I, I mean. I, I mean, it's basically down to whether you take personal responsibility for
1: yourself and for the others, you know. And um, But the medics are telling us that 50% of those in hospital and in ICU are unvaccinated. And of the other 50% who are vaccinated, quite a number of them are elderly people with comprom- uh, immunocompromised um, health systems. But the, the figure of unvaccinated in ICU, you can't argue with that. I mean, they're not lying. Well, you can argue with it, Neil. That's yeah. the problem, you know. I, I mean, I'm arguing with it and saying
5: you know um, I mean why why is there increasing capacity in our hospitals? you know, why haven't we placed advanced orders for the new antiviral oh, drugs, sure, I know I know, know that, but oh, even
1: Viradkar came out at the back end of last week in c n n he blamed fair and square Ireland's problems now on the five percent yeah
5: yeah, yeah, you see this is what this is what I'm saying, basically that Uh, The politicians are trying to shift the blame for this, what's happening now, onto us, the public. And I'm saying this is completely wrong and cynical, you know. And they are the ones that should take responsibility for all their failures for the past two years to protect us. I mean, they are the people in charge and they have totally failed us, you know. And we should all really be furious with them, you know. Because they are have been unable to make the right decisions every time, you know.
1: Gotcha, oh, my man. Gotcha, my man. Thank okay. you. you. Covered a lot of ground. Look after yourself. Take care. He's got his own box of antigen. He uses them to move around. Although somebody did say, Neil, the antigen tests are eighty to nine percent accurate. If you are positive, they are not as accurate. If you are negative, as per Tony Hoolan and Luke O'Neill. Back after the break. Actually, I tell you what I want. I do it now and then go for a break after that because Tracy's back to me. Tracy.
2: Hi, good morning. How or are you? We're playing
1: a blinder. What have you got for me now? What kind of nuggets okay. of info?
2: Um, well, when I spoke to you last, I was going to go up to a gentleman that was getting into his car with a PS5. Yeah. He reserved it last Thursday. Right. Right. So then as I'm getting back into my car, one guy said, are you the lady on Radio FM? I said, I am. He said, I only reserved mine this morning. So there was still availability if you were on first thing this morning. How did they know
1: that them. today was the day, I wonder?
2: Okay. That's my next point then. So on the way home, I live in Carrigline. I did a detour for Red FM and I went to Smith's. And I spoke to a lovely girl, Selena. She's on the um, the Game Zone part in Smith's and she gave me the information. Yes. On November, this is Smith's now, on November the 29th to December the 3rd, if you register with Facebook, Twitter, and if you follow PSS, Ireland on Twitter also, um the PlayStation Ireland, they'll give you the dates when they're gonna go up and they'll remind people. Right. So if between the twenty ninth of November and the third of December, she said if you go on these places and um like the page, they will give you reminders when they're going on sale. The digital is three nine nine, and the disc is four nine nine. When you order online, you are guaranteed one, and you only give a deposit of twenty euro till you collect the item. But
1: that now, sounds to me said, as if there's enough to go around.
2: Yeah, she, like they can say yes for sure. But she like the dates, the dates this morning that people had reserved, the ones that would be coming in. There's none coming into Smith's today. They won't be in for another two weeks. Right. So what I reckon, and what she reckons, but she didn't say, is that they will be enough for everyone. to you know that kind
1: of a way? Wow. So how come Argos yep. got to the game early then?
2: Um, I don't know. Maybe the volume they're buying or something like that need?
1: But they've probably I run out know. at this stage now, have they? Uh
2: uh, Smiths, oh yeah, like they, they, when you go on because I tried going on Smiths or not Smiths, Argos website and it's saying sold out, sold out, sold out but Selena did say in Smiths that it Twitter or uh, Facebook if you follow PSS Ireland they will update you as soon as they go on sale, Do you know, instead Fantastic. of being on your phone non looking for it they'll automatically update you when it goes on That'll sale.
1: That'll come it as great relief and great information for people who are in yeah. the hunt for one but um, yeah. some of the people uh, that were at Argos this morning um, booked and reserved last Thursday but one chap you spoke to only did it this morning and he got very, very lucky then. Correct, correct. You are fantastic. Tracy. thanks for doing all that be. work. No Superb.
2: problem, no problem. Take thanks care. Cheers. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.
1: PSS Ireland. You need to follow them. They'll give you reminders about the next tranche of PlayStation 5s, particularly at, um, at Smith. So that's one issue resolved, I think, so much, and hopefully that'll go according to plan, and there will be enough for everybody um, to go around, but uh, Christmas trees are another issue at this stage. Um, I don't know how true it is. I'll be checking in later on, across the morning, hopefully, and Certainly later I'll pay a couple of visits to people who sell them. I'd say it's probably still too early. I I don't think I've seen... I haven't seen any. I don't know if actual Christmas trees, the real ones, not the Machia ones, the real ones are actually on sale yet probably a little bit early for that after the break
0: The Neil Prenderville Show on Twitter at NeilRedFM Thank you
1: Tracy you played a blinder this morning I don't think you were expecting to be on the air as often as you are but it's just great information somebody follows up by text saying I pre-ordered in store back in September and it was available about three weeks later please tell people there is a Twitter page Yeah, Tracy mentioned that there is a Twitter page if anyone is interested PS5 Ireland Stock Alert PS5, Ireland, Stock Alert. They post as soon as stock becomes available for pre-order in all of the different stores, like your Smiths, your Argos, your Amazon, your Littlewoods, your GameStop. So keep an eye out for that. It's a handy page to check, Neil. They post Smiths. They posted that Smiths were taking orders 41 minutes ago. They posted again to say now that the waiting list is full. Good luck to everyone trying to secure. I hope this helps. It absolutely does, and thank you for it. PS five um, Ireland stock alert on Twitter. So follow that one, lads. Text O eight six eight one oh four one oh six. Pick up the phone on one eight fifty-one oh four one oh six. A quick one here, Anthony says, Did you read the article in the Irish Times on Saturday morning regarding COVID and the effects it's having in the matter? Top ICU doctor gave an interview. You should have a good read of it and might change your mind about the virus. The hospital is full of young people on ventilators and oxygen and getting fuller by the day. They're very very fretful at the moment as soon as they and soon they may have to start making very difficult decisions. I know what you mean when you say that Anthony about very difficult decisions. We're too slow in making decisions in this country. This Mickey Mouse government knows full well what's coming down the tracks. We can all hear the train coming and the driver of the car we're in won't put his leg on the accelerator. As usual, he'll stand on his podium in a few weeks, fidgeting with his hands, starting smirking and then announcing further restrictions when it's too late. Meantime, dozens of people who have died and hundreds more will have side effects from COVID, something that you and others never allude to, the side effects. This virus ain't going anywhere with the people acting the way they are. The sooner we all realise this, the better. Thank you for that email. Keep them coming email neil at uh, redfm.ie and I'll blast through those texts and calls after 10. Hi, it's Connor. Join me Sunday from 7 for Green on Red, bringing you the biggest, the best, and
0: newest names in Irish music. Get it off your chest. Text the Neil Brinderville Show now. 086 8104 106 Red FM. And uh, this week, uh, Tesco have given me 250
1: euro Tesco gift cards every day. That will certainly knock a big hole in in the Christmas shop and every little bit helps as they say in Tesco every little helps so we've got 250 euro to give away every single day so we're going to have a bit of fun with this we've put together every day we'll have a different shopping list okay and I will call out the shopping list and then a little later on this morning I will invite you to call in and to repeat it back to me All right, if you repeat it back correctly, you win. If you don't repeat it back correctly, I'll move on to the next call until somebody gets it completely right. So a 250 and fifty euro Tesco gift card every day. So if you're paying attention, I'll give you the list a couple of times, but here it is for the first time today. Six packs of Tato chipsticks. A tin of Quality Street. Three Tesco Pink Lady apples. Spider-Man webbed bath soap. That'll cause a problem. Spider-Man webbed bath soap. Tesco's finest red onion chutney, Clonakilty sausages, a litre of low fat milk, and Kellogg's crunchy nut cornflakes. Oh my God. Give me the box of crunchy nut cornflakes, please, and go away. Oh, and also give me the litre of low fat milk, and I'd be happy out for the morning. I definitely will go through a box of those. So that's the list. I'll give it out again a couple of times between now and midday. Six pack of potato chips, six, uh, Quality Street, ten, three Pink Lady apples, Spiderman webbed bath soap, Tesco finest red onion chutney, Clonic guilty sausage sausages, litre of low fat milk, and a box of Kellogg's crunchy nut cornflakes. I need all of those. There's two, four, six, eight of them in total. It's worth 250 euro. I'll invite you on a little later on. And if that wasn't enough for you, we got five grand to be won. Uh, at some stage this week um, 400 euro in cash and then you get into the final where you could win a massive 3,000 euro if you know your north side in association with Groner Credit Union so another 400 euro cash as well this morning to be won so it's money and vouchers galore which is great so more on that throughout the course of the morning uh, lines are open one 104 106 and we'll plough ahead this morning it's very busy Jim good morning. How are you, boy? good morning I'm good my man okay you have some numbers and stats for me which I hope you can stand over incidentally
6: on this and okay. Now you're all
1: you're all fuzzy there and muzzled. But, but can you just move around a little bit?
6: Yeah. How's that? now?
1: That's a little better. Go ahead. Okay.
6: Uh, just that forty-five people died last week in hospital. Forty of them were fully vaccinated. Five of them were partially vaccinated. And no unvaccinated died last week.
1: Where did you get that num- those numbers from?
6: That's that from and That that was the, the, this week's report from the the chief medical officer.
1: Okay, where did you see it or hear it?
6: It's up. It's up online. He. This is this is his report. This is live.
1: No, any, I just you see, I'm just obliged to check your numbers now because oh, you.
6: No, ha- no, that's there. So was is. Forty-five people died. Forty of them were uh, were vaccinated. Five of them were partially vaccinated. And no unvaccinated person died last week.
1: No, did we, have oh. we checked those numbers? Forgive me, the numbers that Jim just gave you. Did we check that he said 40, 40 people who died last week were unvaccinated, five were partially vaccinated, and then zero well, were unvaccinated? Well, 40 were vaccinated, Neil. That's what I said. 40 were vaccinated, five were partially vaccinated, and zero and were unvaccinated. no
6: unvaccinated person died last week. Hmm, mm. Right. No, those figures are scary. Like that, just tells you that the, the, you know, that this injection is not working. And going forward, we're going to have a lot more people that are vaccinated dying. And we need we need to get we need to get answers here from the government.
1: You know. Um, but you know the forty who were fully vaccinated that died last week would they have yeah. been elderly with lots of immunocompromised health?
6: But should that be uh, that's that's the kind of cry that's doing from the start of this. Of course they're not. There'll be other people that will die as well. I mean, there was a doctor in England last week. He died. He was a young man, you know, and he was double vaccinated. We need to get proper results here. There's not fair to be chasing the unvaccinated. And as a matter of fact, if you were vaccinated now before May of this year, you are now unvaccinated and you should remove your cert from your phone. Your six months are up unless, you're double, unless you get
1: the booster. Wasn't it and a case I mean? that the Janssen turned out to be very weak, didn't it? The weakest of them all, so much so that they withdrew it. There's 45 people who
6: died last week, you know, this week, and they can tell you that all the injections are very weak. You know, it's just not working, and um, it, it might frighten people when you say it's not working, but it's not
1: working. Just it's forgive me, I didn't hear that statistic. Is. That's why I'm asking you about your accuracy. I, I don't, I can't see everything.
6: Go up online, it's there. Tap it in, it's there. This is Dr. Hoonan, said this himself you know I mean remember this vaccinations will not prevent you getting COVID vaccinations will not prevent you dying from COVID and as I said you can ask the 45 people that died last week Mm -hmm. and I I know and and the special envoy told the MEP last week in England that governments that are attempting to vaccinate their way out of a pandemic are taking a huge risk that's from the World Health Organization Something
1: is but wrong. sure, we have to know. We have to know that if the case, if the case of ninety four, ninety five percent of people are double vaccinated and people are still getting sick, we knows that we know that now vaccines aren't the magic pill we were told they were going to be. Yeah,
6: we do, but we're still, still backing them every day. Are on the radio? It's chasing the unvaccinated.
1: No, and I'm, I'm not chasing, I'm not chasing anyone. In fact, i I've been the one that's been saying that I imagine a large proportion of those who are unvaccinated are probably behaving an awful lot better than the vaccinated. I believe that, I believe that. Here are the numbers actually, um, and this is from um, last week. It said 45 COVID deaths, zero unvaccinated, 45 with at least one dose, and 41 fully vaccinated. Right. Zero deaths from unvaccinated people.
6: So zero deaths. Well, I, 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 am I right that wrong? So I'll have to go up and have a look at that again. So you're telling me that 45 people unvaccinated died?
1: No, I told you exactly what you said. Of the 45 oh, COVID deaths, okay. 41 of them were fully vaccinated. OK, OK, I'm right. I'm right. So and the to... others had one dose and zero unvaccinated deaths.
6: Does that not frighten you? Does, am, I, am I the only person in this country that is listening to this? I mean, I'm not interested in going for a point or a party or Christmas, right? But look at the figures. The government can nurse this any way they want and put any stat on front of you, but you cannot dismiss the dead people. Ask any one of those people that died, would would they get vaccinated again, or do they think it's working? It's not. You can lock everybody up if they want. There's countries out there that have stopped locking people up. Singapore is not giving out the booster jab. They're giving up on it. I don't see that here. All we get off the government is we'd see Austria or people, or we'd see the next step that we want to take, they're looking at those countries. Look at Singapore. They are not giving out the booster. We've stopped looking at African countries who have no booster, no injections, and we don't see any pictures of people falling all over the streets. You know, it's, it's, there's some lie going on somewhere.
1: I just want to see what it is. Stan also said that the main points from last week's update were there were 48 total COVID ICU admissions and of the forty-eight total COVID ICU admissions last week, twenty were unvaccinated, uh, and twenty-three were fully vaccinated. Yeah, let's you know, that's fought, that's fought, But you know, the twenty-three fully vaccinated—I I bet yeah. you they're elderly with underlying conditions.
6: Yeah, well, I mean, you take this time, this time last year, and even I mean, ten, six months ago, the elderly were in the nursing homes, and they were leaving them die there. They weren't even helping the people. Like this is the group that we're dealing with. There's, there's nothing is making sense here. And we've no independent, we need somebody independent to look at this because we can't trust Netflix, We
1: can't trust the government. And like, people are doing what they're told. They're being very good. And your and question is, why, why is it that of the 45 COVID deaths last week, 41 of them were fully vaccinated deaths?
6: Well that's the question I think everyone that's vaccinated should ask themselves mm. and if I was vaccinated myself I'd be worried that I would not, that I know of that in me, like is it, is it making us more susceptible now to the disease?
1: No, no, not, not at all sure, how could that I, be?
6: Well, let's see, I mean, what where, where are you saying also
1: no Neil, where's the science on that answer? Well I'm not a scientist but clearly they're saying that the vaccines reduce you getting sick, very sick. And they also say that being vaccinated reduces the load of the COVID-19 that you pass on to others. And yeah, that, that having vaccinations will keep you out of ICU. Your numbers don't. don't. don't, yeah, but don't.
6: No, that's, where, that's where they stop. I don't see any investigation into why people are dying. Is there anything else we should find? We're only trusting the injections and Johnson and Johnson. We're doing nothing else. That's not good science.
1: No, but they've said that now. Everybody within medical circles is saying the vaccines on their own aren't enough. It's about people doing the right thing, cutting down their numbers, wearing face masks, socialise less, don't go to Christmas parties and all that.
6: Look, what what we've done, Neil, is we've asked people out to not socialise. We've put COVID on a drip. Everybody in the country is getting COVID, whether you like it or not. It's coming through everyone. Everyone's going to get it. You're either going to die from it or live from it, one or the other. But you're getting it. And what, we're, what the government's is game is, is to, to bring this thing out very slow. They're still going to get it. But to, because we have to prop up a failing health system, it's easier to put COVID on the drip. That's it. That's all they're doing.
1: All right, That's let me get it. some more calls on. Appreciate you taking it, though. Um, fairly alarming statistics when you uh, when you look at them like that. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, Jim. Take care. Thank you. Bye bye. Take care. Uh, text 0868-104-106. Pick up the phone on one 106 from Saturday's papers with regards to a conversation there on Singapore. Those who are eligible to receive their COVID nineteen booster shots can now get them five months after completing their primary two dose regime. This would mean that half the population would likely have received their booster shot by the end of the year. Um, they're talking here uh, about uh, boosters now actually being not a booster at all, uh, but a third vaccination, uh, and
0: that's what's needed. Back after the break. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now, 1850-104-106. Red FM. Just
1: on that point, actually, when you looked at the different efficacies of the different vaccines, it seems that if the most effective vaccine was Pfizer and the least effective vaccine was the Janssen, uh, when you looked at all age groups, it was they, they say in and around 60, maybe 61% effective with regards to uh, keeping people healthy or preventing them from dying. So it's not far off a uh, 50%, 50% uh, protection. So 60% for Janssen, way below, save the likes of uh, the likes of the Pfizer job. I don't know who the, I don't know what age groups they gave the Janssen vaccine to. It was about a quarter of a million people. Text 0868 Don't give up my details, but, uh, and I don't want you to share my name, but I'm a college student. Uh, and as a college student, I have been given a bad name because of people going out to nightclubs and pubs and partying. I have not attended a nightclub in two years. I've been to the pub for a quiet drink with my partner and my family, full stop. Clubs and pubs are not the reason COVID is spreading. House parties around the Cork area... Uh, the back end of last week were absolutely crazy. I was driving to the shop last night, and this this text came in over the weekend. So he's talking about probably Friday night. I was driving to the shop last night, and there were people outside their house sweeping up cans and bottles off the street. Closing bars and clubs at twelve is not going to stop the spread of COVID. It'll just encourage more house parties. I've found some pictures online of a house party. It's absolutely ridiculous. Something needs to be done. It's not fair that uh, nightclub and bar staff are not able to work after midnight. When there are these that many people at house parties instead, yeah, I, I also saw the pictures and the videos in the College Road Friday night and Thursday night before it, and it was just absolute bedlam. What can you do? Text oh eight six eight one zero four one zero six. So come back to that uh, topic and lots more across the morning. But I was due to talk to Wendy, and I will not keep her any longer because she's uh, put everything on hold. Wendy, good morning.
7: Hi Neil, how are you?
1: Now much of Friday's programme was dominated by uh, the Northside dog attacks and they have loads and loads of texts on these dogs on the Dangerous Dogs list. It prompted your call from an historic attack on your little cat, wasn't
7: it? It, Yes, that's right. Yeah, my little cat um, Lulu, who was 14, um, was actually killed last year by a dog um, which got into our garden and shook her to death in front of
1: us. I believe it was a lurcher, was it?
7: A chef. that's correct, Yeah,
1: you saw it happening and could do nothing to stop it?
7: Yeah, I tried to stop it, got injured in the process, but no, it was too late, too
1: late. Um, and you were just interested in picking up on that because some people on Friday were talking about what do you do in the event of your dog being attacked in a public park or in your back garden or say, for instance, somebody bitten by a dog. Now, the Northside incident, there were two different dogs, I believe, owned by the same person. They were both on the dangerous dog lists um And of course, uh, we heard of one dog being ripped apart and killed, and the other in the vet with awful injuries and what have you um mm-hmm. you You went civil on the matter, but you did go to the Guardie didn't you
7: I did yeah, I reported it straight to the guardie at the time um, the The person who owned the dog was there and spoke to the guardie as well, and admitted fault um and and the the guard that I dealt with was amazing. She pursued the whole thing right through to prosecu- prosecution stage. Um, the, the chief superintendent was involved. We had a solicitor acting on our behalf and we went to court in January of this year. Okay, so it actually
1: um, did go to court and everything.
7: It did, yes. It took okay. quite a long time to get there, but we persevered because I, I just felt that... So that wasn't um, a
1: civil matter then, the Guardies no, pursued it? No, it.
7: it was the guardie that pursued it, yes, sorry, yeah, the guardie okay. pursued it on okay. our behalf, yeah. And they were able um, to find
1: out the owner of the dog? Uh,
7: yeah, the, the, the owner was with with uh, outside our house when the attack happened she was walking by her dog was off a lead and she admitted full uh, responsibility and liability to the guardee who we reported it to at the time and um, gave all the details etc
1: and the guards um, were happy to pursue that you didn't have to force the issue or anything no?
7: no absolutely happy to pursue it the okay. dog warden was involved also um, the owner of the dog was given a £100 I think it was 100 or or £150 fine I can, can't remember how long ago was um, this? And, This was in March last year.
1: Okay, €100. So how did it go in court anyway? It was before a judge, I guess.
7: Yeah, we went up before a judge um, and both parties had to be there and give statements um, along with solicitors. Um, The uh, the chief superintendent was there and, yes, we had to give a a recollection of what happened on the the day with regards to our cat being killed. Mm -hmm.
1: And the judge then made a ruling?
7: He did, yeah. Um, he he ruled that she was at fault, that the the dog, although it wasn't on the dangerous dog list, mm-hmm. um, actually it should have been on a lead and muzzled because these dogs are sight hounds and they see something, they lock on and that's it. There's no stopping these kind of dogs, unfortunately. But
1: the, dog, um, the judge said that dogs will be dogs and it's in their nature. He, he, I don't think yeah, it's in he, the nature of all dogs, though, sure is not. Mm like what all dogs if they no. can get their hands on a cat. Uh,
7: so I have a little it. Jack Russell and she lives with our cats. She's she's nearly 12 years old and our cats are 14, 15. Okay. She 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 came as a pup and she was taught to live with the cats and not to chase the cats. She's never chased the cat feather. Um she was also attacked by a dog outside our house and she now has a fear aggression of big dogs but it it doesn't stop her being nice to our cats you okay. know she's a good little dog she she's might well think trained. they're
1: dogs then if she was reared with them
7: she, <laughs> she thinks she's human Neil yeah. <laughs> she
1: but you were everything. also injured I believe were you
7: Yeah, I was injured, yeah. I had um, injuries to my leg um, and to my ribs, um, but that was immaterial. I was just trying to to save my cat, you know. Um, And I just wanted the owner to be responsible um, and to admit what she'd done. And I think more people need to actually do that when this type of thing happens, that the guard should be involved, that the the dog warden should be involved. And it's not a case about having the dogs put to sleep, which is what I originally wanted with the lurcher, but then changed my mind later on. I just wanted the, the owner to be held accountable um,
1: but did and, and the judge rule in court that the lurcher should be put to sleep?
7: No, he wasn't no. going to put the dog to sleep because like I say, he said that, oh dogs will be dogs and okay. he said, oh my dog chases cats, my dog chases rabbits and chickens, dogs will be dogs, which, you know, if you train a dog correctly, it it will behave well. And what and did you say to, to the, to the, to
1: the judge when the judge said that? <laughs>
7: I, well, I can't repeat that on air, <laughs> Neil, I'm sorry. But he also said that he thought that um, maybe I needed um, therapy um, because maybe I was a little too upset about the attack. Well, obviously, I'm going to be upset that my 14-year-old cat was shaken to death in front of me. Okay. It's not something anyone wants to see, and it's a trauma I will live with.
1: Okay, so the money, because in your text, I believe, or your email said it was €500 Euro fine.
7: Yeah, he the the, the judge fined the dog owner 500 euros and she was made to give the money to us. Now, we didn't want the money because we perceived that as blood money. It wasn't about the money. It was about the owner being held accountable and prosecuted for what had happened um, and we got that result. Um, we weren't going to accept the money but we decided we would and um, that we would put it to good causes and so we donated it um, between
1: some charities, cork penny dinners and two animal charities.
7: Yeah, yeah. Some we money went to cork penny dinners. Um, at, well, we actually we, we bought food with, and gave it to Katrina there. Okay. Um, okay. And we gave money to Cork Action Trust and St Vincent de Pauls, and there was also a little dog that was in desperate need of treatment at some being vets down in Blackpool at the okay. time. So okay. we split the money equally. But the owner of the
1: lurcher, there. it sounds to me from what you're saying, didn't contest any matter in court, like, I mean, accepted no, responsibility.
7: No, she, she act, absolutely accepted responsibility, yes, yeah. she did, and was yeah, very yeah. apologetic. Yeah, yeah, I didn't make up for it, no, but, but I felt like we'd, you know... Yeah,
1: but at least, at least she came in and said, yes, it happened, I'm terribly sorry, I was responsible, I will pay the money. Who paid the solicitors then?
7: Um, actually, um, I don't know what happened with have to hair solicitor, but my solicitor actually didn't take a penny from us.
1: Well, I'd be darned. Okay, all right. You got a good yeah. solicitor then that does work for you yeah, for nothing.
7: Yeah, he was very, very good, yeah. He didn't take a penny from us in the end, which was great. Not even for letters sent out. So, um, yeah.
1: Mm, so I will not name
7: the solicitor, but he was very good, yeah.
1: Okay, all right. Thanks for sharing. Much obliged. Take care. No
7: bother. Thanks, Neil.
1: Little Lulu's gone, but not forgotten.
7: Absolutely. All right. Take <laughs> Never care. be forgotten. Thanks, yeah. Wendy. Thank you. Cheers. Take, Take, care. Take care.
1: Those figures, actually, uh, we've checked and double-checked and treble-checked again and they're accurate from Jim earlier on. The updated figures from the HPSC for the last seven days up to last Saturday show that the total number of ICU admissions were 48, 23 were fully vaccinated, 5 were partly vaccinated and 20 were unvaccinated. Uh, so with regards to the numbers going into ICU Last week, there were more people vaccinated going into ICU than unvaccinated. Not by much, but, you know, more. But the really interesting figure from last week, as Jim was saying, and and he's right, because I've checked it and double checked it again, is the total deaths notified last year, last week, I should say, apologies, last week, 45 deaths of whom 41 of the deaths were fully vaccinated and four were partly vaccinated. So you add them together, you get 45 deaths. That means that there were zero unvaccinated deaths in Irish hospitals last week or ICU because all those that died from this stat were either fully or partially vaccinated. That's pretty damning, isn't it, um, as to, you know, why all of the deaths last week were either people who were fully are partially vaccinated. Back after the break.
0: Talk to Neil Printerville now. 1851 106 Red FM. Two
1: different dog attacks at the same time on Thursday and we discussed it on the air on Friday morning. The only way to stop bull breeds locking their jaws is to cut off the air supply. All bull breeds should be banned and I'm a dog lover and a vet nurse, says Ashley. This is shocking. What way were they brought up? Sometimes they can be a danger streak in some of the breeds, says Shiona. from Douglas says, since the lockdown, more and more people have these bull dogs and barely any of them have them muzzled, which is they're required by law. These uh, lead, uh, these leads and muzzle laws need to be enforced. These dogs are threatening and dangerous to small people, uh, sorry, small dogs and people and cannot be controlled easily if they attack another dog or person. Not all staffies are bad. I have two of them and I have four kids. My youngest is seven, grew up with them. Their breed is judged very wrongly. Uh, where the hell are the dog wardens? On poo patrol, I suppose, says somebody else. The only way you can get a staff off another dog is to choke him off. One here says the dog is a wild, untra- that dog is a wild, untrained dog. It's so unfair on dog owners of staffies that actually follow the rules and do well. People cross the road when I walk my dog like it's some sort of a monster. I hate this topic on air. Uh, if you hit a staff or a pit bull, they'll get more aggressive. One would have to choke them off, which would take up to 40 seconds. Uh, this is what happens when working dogs are made city pets. They're bred for fighting, end of. And another few, I completely agree with your callers. It's all in how the dog is trained. I've owned some of the dangerous dog breeds that were trained from when they were a pup. I've never had an issue with them once. I've been bitten by three dogs in my life. One was a Jack Russell. The other two were Yorkies. I've seen instances of small dogs running and barking at other dogs and then starting a fight. It's the smaller dogs and their lack of training that's the issue. Don't get me wrong, says another caller, because I don't know what happened in that situation, but you can't class all staffs the same. It depends on the way they've been brought up. I have a beautiful staffy mix and she's the calmest, more anxious dog you know. She'd run away if confronted, loves kids and would run away from other dogs. She is like a human pillow. Uh, What you have to do in case of a dog locking on is to get a cigarette and burn their nose. Uh, Your caller Philly is 100% right. I've seen pit bulls the size of a small car playing with kids because they've grown up together in the same household. They're made feel part of a family by going out together for walks and to play. I believe it's about how you treat the dog. I put two years of training into my staffy, Neil. He's not aggressive. He has a choice of fight or flight. He will choose flight. But if he has no choice, obviously he will fight and lock on to that dog. Um, I'm a very responsible owner. He's on a two-meter lead full-time and always with me. And there's reams of these. I'm very sorry to hear about the dog attack. I have a Staffordshire Bull Terrier at home. He's like another baby. It's always 100% the owner's fault. Well, I'm not sure about that, according to what Vincent Cashman at the CSPCA has to say on the matter. Vincent, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Did you take a look at this? These were two different attacks on Thursday morning uh, on the north side, one adjacent to a playground where there would have been children. Now, there was two different dogs, but the same owner, I believe, is it? Correct. And one of the dogs killed a terrier, and the other ripped another dog apart that had to be taken to the vet.
8: Yes, now, we uh, were dealing with the owner on Friday and the, the two dogs, there's an awful lot of people putting this down to how the dogs are reared, right? It's it's not a hard and fast rule. If you if you bring the dog up to, to be trouble, then they will be trouble. But sometimes there will be a little spark, there will be something kick off, there will be a, another dog bark, there will be a sound they hear and they just kick off. It's not that they've been brought up badly. These two dogs were in immaculate
1: condition. Mm-hmm. B- b- two, what, b- two, two, two what,
8: what, exa- Staffordshire was, Bull the Terriers? Yes, no, okay. they, they, these ones were, were a, a little bit bigger than normal, right? But they certainly weren't pit bulls. Okay? Okay. And what actually happened these guys go- is... But they were on, they're
1: one. on the dangerous dogs list, though, for a reason. They're on the dog, they're on the, they, yes, the restricted breed list.
8: The, the dogs got out of his garden there was a, a gate went open um, it can happen to, look it could happen to anybody no one can tell you that the dog won't get out 100% of the time unfortunately when these guys did they did an awful lot of damage yeah. yeah but it's not necessarily down to how the dog is, is brought up the, the, the way these dogs were with us the way the dogs were with the owner um, they were very very well loved um, ferociously friendly I I met the dogs on Friday morning. It's where I knew them all my life.
1: Then why um, did they? Why did they do what they did at Granaborough Park and Gerry O'Sullivan Park? The, uh, anything can twig in a dog,
8: right? Sometimes it's a noise. It could be dogs barking. Um, it could be. It could be literally anything. Any dog can be dangerous, Neil. Any dog. No, any dog. Any dog. Any dog can be from the very So why bother then the having
1: heart. a dangerous dog or restricted breeds list if they're not singled out? Well, you see, the problem
8: with this is that just the dogs got out. The dogs got out of this guy's garden. It was very,
1: very unfortunate. But you're not trying to say that it would have the same consequences if a poodle got out of a back garden, surely?
8: Oh, absolutely not. No, 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 absolutely
1: not. Um, The problem with the
8: likes of the restricted breeds, is, um, especially the bull breeds, is is the pressure of the bite. So you, you will have less incidences of bites with staffies. But the problem is the damage they do... Would be would be very it would be very severe. Yeah, like when the dog locks it, you you heard people there when they get a rope and they they can swing the dog around. We've all seen the pictures of them, right? They have ferocious pressure in their jaws, and unfortunately, if you get bitten by a poodle, it'll bite you, might break the skin. Any dog could do that, but the unfortunate thing is when the likes of a bull breed does it, it can do an awful lot of damage. Yeah. And unfortunately, in this case, it
1: it, it killed a uh, poor little dog. And in the case of Wendy, her cat. In her own garden, but yes. well, that was a lurcher. Now I know that was different. Um, I don't know how they'd be bred, but they'd probably be bred to hunt, and they'd see the cat as prey, would they? Well, you see, uh, any of the hounds, as in, we'll
8: say greyhounds, salukis, um, or particular, we'll say lurchers, they're
1: fight hounds. Okay. In the case of the two Bull Staffordshire Terriers that were owned by the individual who kept them immaculately, you said he <laughs> called the guards, did he?
8: He was. He was in contact with the guards. Uh, this guy was it, was in contact with us immediately. Um, the dogs were chipped and registered um, and licensed, and um, he was in contact with us and the guardy to try and get this sorted as as best he could.
1: Okay, and is there any decision made with regards to his two dogs?
8: Um, One dog, the dog that was involved in the um, killing of the the
1: terrier, and that dog will be uh, put to sleep. And does that have to happen? There's no better solution than that. Um,
8: some people will say there is. Some people will say that the dog can go through the usual thing when, when circumstances like this happen, and um, you'll have everyone come along. Everyone will have an opinion, as you know, Neil. Just, uh, I know,
1: but I, if the dog, if the dog is innocent of what it did, in the sense that it just didn't know right from wrong, or whatever, or it's in his breed, then it's cruel to kill it, isn't it? and um, do you want to take the chance of it going somewhere else and maybe doing something
8: worse but we what we say to people neil is dogs will will we'll show you signs right the dog is showing signs of this if the dog gets out again it would probably do exactly the same thing and the owner rightly could not take the chance we, these dogs now to just to, to add to it they were not on our radar at all mm. We had never seen these dogs. The warden service had never had any calls to the house. Um, we'd never had any calls for concern with
1: these guys at all. You said that the owner of the two dogs actually did all of the right things. Even installed vents on the roof of his van for the oh, dogs.
8: The, 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 the van that he had was was set up for his his two dogs. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. But it's just he 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 made a, look it, the decision he made was an awful decision. It looked to, to surrender the animal over. But it was the best thing to do. If these, if the dog got out again, he already had it in his head what he what he could do, and um, the potential could have been worse. Okay, okay. So the right, the right. Sometimes you have to make a terrible decision. And to what make, about I the think. other?
1: What about the other dog that isn't being euthanized? The other dog, the, the this dog will
8: be under review. Um, it didn't kill anything, and the male was actually the instigator of the pro- from from what we've been gathering. Right, uh, the male was the instigator of the problem. So sometimes you see you you get dogs in a pack, and the pack mentality will take over. Um, but this this situation here now will be will be under review. Okay, and your you, people have said there. The last thing you do with any bull breed. And I've I've heard people saying there that they were going to get a hammer to the dog. That would be absolutely the the worst thing you could do. I mean, our guys have um, anti-bite sticks. If the the dog gets on, you can get this. No, you you have to be trained to do it. It, I wouldn't be recommending this to the public, but you can get in behind the back teeth and push the jaw open.
1: Um, Well, the the two chaps that came to the aid on Thursday to one of the attacks lifted the dog's hind legs up, apparently. Lifting
8: him, yeah, yeah. Because the pressure is taken off straight away, yeah, and the do- it, tr- it, tr- it throws the dog out the fact that somebody says you choke them. You can squeeze their neck as well, yeah. But you see, to do that, I wouldn't be recommending the average Joe public that would be used to maybe Springer's or Labradors to do it. Like you know, if you're you're, you're putting your hand around the front of the dog,
9: we'd get about it.
1: We'd want to do that. You know they what I mean? Turn,
8: they so turn it, on it, you. It is. It, yeah, they could.
1: They could. You you said there that the dogs weren't on your radar. Does that mean that there are particular dogs on Lee's side that are on your radar?
8: We would have we would have houses that our dog wardens would have concerns about.
1: Okay, and without identifying any of them, typically, why would you have concerns? Because they are not They're not putting the dogs on
8: leads. These these guys, any of the restricted breeds, Neil. We've actually sent you on some information on this. Any of the restricted breeds out there. Um, must be muzzled must have ID tags on the collar must be on a lead and must be walked by somebody over the age of 16 right now in Cork city thankfully um, most people say we we can go under the control of dogs act which is all dogs must be kept under effectual control yeah yeah. right some people will come along and say oh but my dog has great recall that's effectual control it's not it's not it's not not the if it kicks way, off,
1: no.
8: No, no the, only, but if, 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 if the only way your dog is under effectual control is on a
1: lead. So if you have them on your radar, does that mean that they're not doing the things they're supposed to be doing?
8: Oh, some people look at It's happening in every estate in, in, in the country where you have people leaving there. One of the very reasons there's a dog warden service in the first place is because people aren't doing what they should be doing.
1: So why don't you take the dogs off them then if they've breached the guidelines? The rules. Um,
8: you give because you give them a chance. Neil, if we came along then, if everybody who was breaking the rules regarding this, they would be constantly on the phone to yourselves, the CSPCA or the dog warden services after coming down and seizing all our dogs. You give them every chance. If they if they come along, fines will be issued, and for every offence, be it no lead, no collar, no license, they're all a hundred euro fines, and it's it's. Uh, so I mean, we've we've issued fines there for 400 euros
1: to people. So when we've heard of cases where the dogs on the restricted breed list have attacked children or sadly killed children, is, is that because yes. there was a noise or somebody shouted it or the be, kids were playing an, too
8: it, hard or or what? There was a, there was a child um, again, um, and look, the staffy people would be up in arms about this, um, and I I I love staffies. I think they're they're a very very affectionate dog. But you had a case last year, where there was um, a baby asleep in the bed, and the baby sneezed, and this is in Wales. And baby sneezed. That's all the baby did, and the dog locked on and killed the child. Why? So why? why? Because the dog got a fright. Sound wasn't the sound was unusual, so it just locked on to the thing that made the
1: noise. But not, they can't be classified as pets if they get if they react like that to a sneeze of a baby or a baby's cry. But
8: you, you you have to you have to look at what the dog was initially bred for. For
1: what? Bull baiting, as in bulls. Bulls, yeah. What attacking them? Is it attacking them? Yeah. Why yeah. would they want? Why would somebody breed dogs to attack bulls? Because years ago, and I'm talking 100, 120, 130 years ago. Um,
8: no, it, it was it was all banned. Bull bull baiting was a sport. Okay. Well, I know bull so fighting you, was. Um, Bullfight, but you have bull baiting as well, where you're using the the, the, the dogs and a bull.
1: So it's in their DNA, it's in their genes, that's what they know. Look, they're called a Staffordshire Bull Terrier. It's in the name. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. So, should there be pets at all then, considering their pedigree? If they're... The, the laws over here, Neil, are,
8: are... We'll just say for argument's sake, if you're, if, if you're in Germany, right? And if you want to take on the likes of a Doberman, German Shepherd or a Rottweiler, your licence fee is enormous to keep the dog, Right? So it makes sure that if you're taking on the likes of one of those breeds, um, first of all, you know that there's there's financial implications for you owning the dog. And you have to prove that you can handle it. Right? And the same should be done. People will hate me for it. The same should be done over here for certainly some of the breeds that people are buying. Because you see those the, ca-
1: t- the characters going around swaggering with the dog and it's almost as if it's an accessory or it's a, it's a power yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah they're, they're, I mean am I wronging them like maybe they, maybe they maybe they look as if you know they're using the dog as a weapon but they actually could be breeding and looking after quite well I don't want to wrong them you know the ones I'm talking about so,
8: some of them are right I was only speaking to another dog warden there 2 weeks ago and there's some of the breeds and I'm saying breeds no they're not full breeds they're for one mixed breeds even though I was I was pulled on that before or um multi pedigree hounds breeds um there are dogs coming on stream now that when we start seeing them on the street, this dog warden is changing his job. Why is that? What kind of breeds are we? Because I, I I won't say the breeds near on air because it'll encourage people to breed them.
1: Um They're clearly they cross breeding um those on the restricted list, is it? Um yes. Okay.
8: And and with one breed that's not on the restricted list. You see, you have a lot of people out there as well. They're getting certain breeds because they're not on the restricted list, but they can do as much damage. Okay,
1: so there could be worse to come. But in the meantime, what are people supposed to do when they go to a park with their children with their own dogs?
8: Park, do exactly, barring no grabbing the dog and stuff like that. These guys, the guy who lifted the dog off the ground, um, look, he 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 took control of the situation. If you see something in the park, you contact the local guard uh, station and you contact the local dog warden.
1: No, but in the in the yeah, but in the meantime, they're they're savaging another dog or, God forbid, a child. There's nothing you can do, is there? I, I, um, Neil, we, we we don't actually know. Yeah.
8: Until a situation arises.
1: No, I, I mean I don't want to be alarmist, but what you know, I think we kind of dodged a couple of bullets last week. That it was other dogs. You're saying, okay, the Staffordshire Bull Terriers got freaked by a bark or something, but they could equally no, been freaked only by, a, by a child screaming on a slide or something.
8: Of course they could. Yeah, it could be. It could, but that could happen to any dog. You could see that yourself. You're like, I, I would, I would be recommending people make sure their dogs are on the lead, um, and if there's somebody there that they like, just just report it, Or there's two staffies, or there's two this, or there's two that. And generally speaking, and I'll say this: that, that you won't, generally speaking, have issues with these dogs, right? They're or the ones that are more
1: likely to be on a lead. Actually, it's the um, it's the the more traditional dog pets that we don't see on leads, isn't it? Neil,
8: again, no, it's it's, it's a bit of a red flag. But you'll have people here and that say, "Oh, I took the dog down to the dog park there in the city." We've no dog park in the city. Are they
1: referring and, to or, from More
8: Valley? Is it? Um, well, that's not, that's not one of them, no. That's not one of them, right? Um, but they refer to it as a dog park. There isn't a dog park in the city because how could you police it?
1: Yeah. Well, it could be there are lots where dogs go with their families or their, oh, there is, their own. Like, it could be Connick, dogs, it could be Douglas, it could be the Tremor Valley, it could be the Glen Park, which is superb, actually, if you've never been there. Yeah. Um, no, but the, the dogs must be kept, must be kept on a list. So if somebody passes someone with the dog that's not on a list, should they say it to them?
8: Okay. Either say it. To, would you mind putting your dog in the lead? Say it to the park rangers that are there. Report to the city council staff that would be there, and then report to the dog warden service. Okay. They okay. they have to look. The Irish are great when there's rules and regulations. there. the first thing we we look at is any way to try and avoid doing it. Right. Unfortunately, this year we've had two fatalities in Ireland because of uh, dog attacks. Right. We've had some very very severe. Um, injuries caused by dogs. We've had um, quite serious maiming and stuff like that. And to other dogs as well, dogs being killed.
1: And do you have any statistics as to um, the breeds of dogs that did the killing and the they maiming? They weren't. They were not restricted breeds. Isn't that, that amazing? Killed, yeah. And was it children or adults that were killed? Uh, children. Was one of them in the East? Yes. Yeah, I know that one, yeah. I didn't know the other one. Was that up the country somewhere? Yeah. And was I mean,
8: it in public? It, 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 um, it was a witch, Sorry, were they in public? Or oh, no, it was in their own home. Wow. Yeah. So you you have to be you have to be careful. The same with that child in, in in Wales. And England has England has a banned breed list. So if they come across the likes of a pit bull, the dog is taken into into charge and it's put to sleep. But what they're doing now is they're they're crossing them out. So it's it's crosses thereof so it could be a pit
1: bull or crosses thereof so if you have a pit bull in the UK they'll take it off you or oh, they'll take it off it's banned it's banned you're not allowed to keep them and why aren't they banned here just restricted because we have a
8: restricted breed you're, again what you're hoping they do is keep their dogs under
1: control and if that doesn't happen will we also have them taken off people
8: unfortunately what will happen here is if if, you, if if this continues it's like anything if you if you're getting more and more attacks, they will come along and they'll say, right, the best thing to do is is probably ban them
1: or increase the fines. Do people pay the fines? Oh, they would do. Yeah, yes. they would do. Okay. Because okay. then, if they don't, they do lose the dog, right? Uh, no, they
8: do. They, they won't lose the dog. They they won't lose the dog. But the the, the uh, they would have to go
1: to court. And then they would have court charges, and then, then they'd be back in and out of court. It's easier just to pay the fine. Okay, it's so so, so, so the should the our fine. thoughts be with the owner of the two Bullstaffs then this morning, whose heart is broken? I'm not, because- I'm
8: not saying, that, but, but I, I I dealt with the guy on yeah, okay. Friday morning, and he was in an, in a terrible state. Okay, okay, right? okay. It was it was it was unfortunate. No, that is not saying that what these people went through on Thursday morning that must have been awful. Yeah, and he and he admits that. I mean, it it, it takes. It, it, if you're dealing with a dog that your own dog and it's your own pet and you're saying that the best thing I can do here is put the dog to sleep that takes an awful lot of you know he wanted this situation or sorry he didn't want this situation to reoccur again Okay, okay. and he couldn't and he couldn't guarantee that gates were going to be open but this guy's dogs were loved it wasn't the case of oh that these dogs were brought up badly they were beaten they were trained to do this they were trained to do that it can happen to any dog, and the, these guys were immaculate. Okay, they
1: were immaculate. and in the, so in the case of last Thursday morning, they weren't uh, badly reared, badly treated, or beaten no. dogs. They were well looked after, no. and it was an open gate. An open gate. Okay. It can
8: happen. It can okay. happen
1: to to anyone.
8: There are dogs that are bred for us, unfortunately, but these two certainly
1: were not. Okay, Vincent, thank you so much for taking the time to look into this in as much detail as you did and also for coming on air. Appreciate it as always. Cheers for now. No problem at all. Vincent Cashman with the CSPCA. You can text 0868 There's lots more. I hope that clarifies it. It certainly was interesting listening with regards to, um, certainly with regards to the difference between here and the UK. You just can't possess them at all. They're, they're just taken and one wonders if it gets any worse here, would we ever reach something like that? Maybe you should get someone on that actually knows about dogs. Uh, you don't You don't know even the kind of dog it was. Well, give me a break here now. At the start of the conversations on Thursday there was confusion over the breeds, but we managed that eventually. Anyway, I'll read the text nonetheless. You don't know what kind of a dog it was, but you know that it was the same breed that killed the poor child in Wales. You would know, You have admitted you know absolutely nothing about dogs, but you know all the buzzwords, like blooded. Uh, how, how you're after jumping from a dog, Yesterday attacking another dog, which was terrible, to escalating it to a child will be next, it's only a matter of time, is just nothing short of dramatic effect. And that's ridiculous. You can take one of my Staffordshire Bull Terriers and go for a walk if you like. And go on air after and explain to people how many times you were attacked by dogs uh, and how many people will tell you, don't worry about him, he won't do anything. While they have their dogs full stretch on them with stupid windy upy leads. So Neil, it would be a good idea for you to experience or educate yourself on a topic you know nothing about before giving airtime to people who are as uneducated as you on the same topic. But I suppose that wouldn't be good radio. Isn't making false statements about subjects such as dogs just red top tabloid radio. <sighs> Thank you for that. That certainly is one I set up and uh, took an interest in. Text 0868104106. Back after 11.
7: I'm Lana O'Connor. Red FM News is first for local, national
9: and international news. And you can stay up to date by tuning into our hourly news bulletins or by clicking on redfm.ie.
0: Get it off your chest. Call Neil Prinderville <laughs> now. 1850-104-106. Red FM.
1: Okay, with uh, more cash to give away and vouchers. Know your Northside in association with Grona Braherd Credit Union. The entire cash... Pile is 3,000 euro and you could win 200 euro in cash. Get yourself in, then with a chance to win a massive 3,000 euro. Okay, so every single day you have opportunities to know your north side and today is no exception. You can't call just yet, but um, I will be inviting phone calls around about 10 minutes to uh, midday uh, on this and lots more besides. So if you know your north side, yeah, if you know your north side, you should be able to identify this. Nah. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> Don't call just yet. We know you're north side. You should be in the cash at ten to twelve if you call number ten. And then right across this week in association with Tesco at Douglas Village Shopping Center, I have two hundred and fifty euro Tesco gift cards to give away every single day. So listen out um, I already did it once this morning I'll do it again now and then I'll open the phone lines again closer to midday and you need to repeat back to me my shopping list and it is a six pack of Tato chipsticks uh, 10 Equality Street, 3 Tesco Pink Lady Apples, Spiderman Webbed Bath Soap <laughs> Tesco Finest Red Onion Chutney, uh, Clonacilty Sausages, a litre of low-fat milk, and Kellogg's Crunchy Nut cornflakes. Now, you have to have that list, I- ideally in that order, all right? Uh, but certainly, you have to have it pretty much word perfect, okay? Uh, if you can do that, uh, when I open the phone lines run about 10 minutes to midday, I'll give you a €250 Euro Tesco gift card, and we've got one of those to give away Every day this week, so thank you for that. I grew up around staff bull terriers, uh, pit bull terriers, Staffordshire pit bull terriers, small terriers. Sorry, these are different dogs. Staffs, comma, pit bulls, comma, small terriers, and all sorts of dogs. I never once saw a dog do any harm to anybody as they were looked after. I'm now a postman, and I have no problem walking into houses with dogs. On six occasions, this came back to bite me. Pardon the pun. I was never bitten though by a restricted dog. But I have been nipped by all sorts of small dogs and badly bitten twice by an extremely friendly Labrador and golden retriever. How can they be extremely friendly if they bit you? Uh, You're totally out of touch with reality, Neil. A dog brought up well will be an absolute angel. We've always had staffies. They're total slobs. It's the small dogs or the cranky ones. There's reams of these. I have a husky and totally agree with your callers on air. It's the small dogs that normally start the growling. And then the owners are saying, control your dog to me. When it's their dog started, it says Maria in Passage. The amount of people ringing in to tell us their dogs are the best in the world. I have a German Shepherd and a tiny pug. I wouldn't trust either of them loose off their leads or anybody near anybody without me. But to me, they are the sweetest dogs, but I still don't trust them. Marie says, why do people have dangerous dogs? I, would, I wouldn't I would go anywhere near pit bulls or Alsatians. A friend's daughter at the age of six got mauled by a pit bull, and that dog was a family pet that never touched anyone before. He had to be put down, and her face was destroyed. They should have muzzles on they're ever out at all Uh, throwing pepper in the face of a fighting dog will usually result in them letting go assuming that is that you have pepper on you of course or pepper spray when our two terriers were tearing lumps out of each other uh, the only thing that made them stop was pouring a bottle of water on their heads so lots of different advice and tips as to stopping them Uh, all these dogs that are badly raised are giving other staffs a bad name when i walk my staff it's a small Jack Russells and white fluffy dogs that are barking up at their hind legs. Um, I'd be more happy to bring my dog to your studio as well. I guarantee she'll be on her back with her belly out. Um, what happened is awful and I'm so sorry for the ladies, particularly the girl who lost her dog, but Staffies aren't bred for fighting. Well, I don't know how you can make that out. Um, I mean, okay, they may not be bred for fighting, but it, is it in their DNA? I mean, w- w- what do you call a fight, attacking another dog? Why is my blood when I hear people judging dogs on, uh, uh, on their breed alone? I had a pit bull terrier for six years, this most sweetest darling dog that any family could ever ask for. I had a woman stop me outside my home to dote over her until she asked what breed she was. And when I told her, she jumped back and said, those breeds of dogs are on the dangerous list. To say I was angry was an understatement. Um, uh, It isn't just dogs and cats being attacked. We had sheep chased and attacked near a beach in East Cork on numerous occasions because people will not respect private property and keep their dogs on a lead. It's the owners are wrong. Oh, you know, when it comes to sheep, you don't need a dangerous dogs list or restricted breed for dogs to be attacking and running after sheep. Um, You know, like really any kind of a dog, you know, has the potential to run after sheep. It's a shame, really, isn't it? Uh, those dogs should be put down and the owner should be fined. And there's reams more like that. My apologies if I don't get to all of the texts. I'll endeavor to get back to some more of them a little later on this morning. We've got calls on the way.
0: This is the Neil Prenderville Show. Tweet the show at NeilRedFM, 104 to 106, Red FM.
1: And good morning. Good morning, Neil. Hi. Thanks so much for taking the call. Um, I got your email. It's quite extensive and, uh, you are in a bit of a, well, I was going to say a bit of a difficult position. It's, it's far from that. You got a rude awakening when you moved from, I guess, suburbia into the countryside yeah. some years ago. You moved with your husband and kids. Is that right?
9: Yeah, a a few years ago we moved from the city because my son has special needs and we needed to find a house with a a bit more space for our therapy rooms and all of that. And he needed a bit more outdoor space that would be secure for him.
1: Yeah, you got a bigger house and you got loads of land. I mean, have you got like five acres, I think, or something? (laughs)
9: <laughs> yeah i it, it sounds like a lot, but there's about two and a half acres. It's kind of like very swampy with with trees, yeah, so we kind of put that into made it into a bit of a nature reserve and put paths so oh, paths so that and okay. and yeah so 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 that so that my son could could actually go down because before that he wasn't able to go down and it's it's actually quite nice because it just means that wildlife get to ah, thrive yeah. there
1: you love the wildlife without being disturbed and your son loves all of that so it he, he wouldn't be all that happy or comfortable with with hunting and dogs and guns coming across your property no
9: oh geez he gets he gets so upset i mean the thing is is that when when it happens at the weekends it is i mean it's very dramatic it's very very loud there's so many dogs it's absolute mayhem when they just take over the whole garden and I have because for his safety I have to put him inside, sit him down and then I have to go put my other children as well and then I lock the door mm. because you know if the door is open I mean there are men with guns outside and if I'm going off on shooing the dogs out you know it's just it just doesn't feel in any way safe having these type of people in your garden and their dogs and the dogs are really dangerous as well so it's, it's not very nice. Okay. It's really, what, really horrible. What
1: are they doing? Mean, they're there with their... Are these beagles like <laughs> like hunting dogs that you'd see in the countryside?
9: Oh, no. Well, it, it depends. I mean, on, on Sunday I was watching the dishes in the kitchen and I looked out and the whole... There was, must be at least 30. I mean, there was... It was just full of dogs out in the garden and they were just tearing the place up there were some beagles right there were some of the little ones and i think they use the little ones for for hunting out the foxes in the foxholes but there were also an awful lot of really big there were like crossbreed dogs they're, they're bigger than a retriever they kind of thick necks like like a rottweiler and you know they would be as tall as maybe a uh, an alsatian and they're look pretty vicious. I mean, they are just determined. They go in and they just, they just, they're just rooting out under the hedges. Anywhere a fox scent is, they they just, they pee on it and they're marking their territory. They're digging up plants there and they're just, there's so many of them that, so when I, when I lock the door and leave the children inside and then I go out and I grab my phone, my coat and I have to, you know, pick up a stick, a branch or whatever to try to get them out Mm. because... They're so they're so dangerous.
1: You know, um, you can't approach. What them. what you know, are the hun- I mean, I assume you approach the hunters, though, or or try and ask them to leave, or ask them why they're there, because they clearly don't have permission, do they?
9: Oh God, no. See, the thing is, is that the in the in the, in the in the garden area where where, gra- where the grass and the flower bits are, the hunters don't come on. or Come onto that. They 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 kind of they either they wait outside the gate on the road. And they kind of line up a bit like you know, like soldiers. Mm. And then, or else, or they they come down, they come down the uh, the lane way down east. We got down to old farm buildings, and or else, I know that they hop the the ditch and they come in the back way where the trees are, where where the ground is a bit swampy, where probably the foxes is, is mm. you know. And and uh, but the thing is, is that I have approached, I have seen them down the well, I have seen them down the, the woodland area, but I'm afraid to approach them. I mean I approached one guy once who was um he was standing just a few metres from the house and he was standing there with the horn and he had a shotgun and I went up to him but I was asking myself, What are you doing in my garden? And he said uh you know, I have a right to be here, and I said, "No, you don't." This is private property. He said, "No, I, have I got, I've got permission of the, the local landlord." And I said, "The local, the local landowner." And I said, "I said, no, I said, I, I own this. You're on my property. Yeah. And you don't have my permission, yeah. and I want you and your dogs off." I said, right. "I'm not comfortable with you here." And uh, you know, he said he, he had been hunting there for, for decades, and he had a right to hunt there. And I said, "No, you don't."
1: He probably believes that they were hunting private there. Land. They were hunting there long before. You came, you know, and feel that they are yeah, yeah. entitled to to carry on doing that. Yeah, but, you, was, but, but you have you have children, of course, and they're clearly terrified by the dogs. And who wouldn't be terrified of shotguns? I guess we all would.
9: Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's really dangerous. See, the thing is, is that if my children are out in the garden, or if you know, you would like you would like to think that your your children would be able to to go and read a book down the woodland area or whatever, just immerse themselves in nature, as it were. Yeah. But they can't do that because you know it's really dangerous if you have men with shotguns in a woodland area it's It's unbelievable't think about well, what could happen
1: what do they actually you know they're hunting the foxes you're saying with the dogs but when when do they use the guns what, what are the guns for
9: well i i i i i don't i i'm not familiar with hunting right when i when i when i came here because i i just thought hunting was was all about horsebacks and the beagles but you know it's an absolutely different story around here because i've never seen huntsmen on horses they they come by foot they park their their cars uh along the road and they've got trailers in the back of the cars and they left that they, they they let the hounds out and uh and then some of the hounds have, have receivers on their necks and have cameras and they, they kind of let them into, All right. they just let them off. They and, them. And, 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 and yeah, well, I presume so. But the thing is, is that they know they're on private land and then they, uh, they let the dogs in and the dogs are free to do whatever they want. And they totally thrash the garden. And have you, and it's, it's horrific.
1: Have, have you ever come across um, a fox that has been killed or an otter or rabbits or anything like that?
9: Oh well, we come across the body parts. Oh God! I mean, they like so. You know, if if the kids the kids were, were out in the garden and, and like my daughter, when we moved her first, I mean, she was only three, and it was like she she noticed an eyeball and it's a fresh eyeball with with the you know the nerves coming out the back of it and it's the same as a human eyeball oh, and it's just lying there because they have torn the fox apart. And your
1: daughter and saw that. Must have been very upsetting
9: well she it was she was really upset but of course i tried to minimize what's what's happened so that she doesn't get upset but as a result she's like nearly normalized what it is. Oh, well, they just shoot, they just tear the foxes apart, and it's not very but nice. But it's the dogs that have torn
1: the, if you're finding foxes' body parts, and I'm quoting from your email, foxes' body parts littering my garden and driveway after a hunt A fox's eyeball looks like a human eyeball. E- eyeball. Foxes' body parts would be after the dogs have torn them apart. Is, am I right?
9: I, I, well, the thing is, is that you would expect if they shot the fox, if the dog catched the fox and they shot the fox, then they're supposed to dispose of the fox. But I've been told by people around here is no, that the the dogs catch the fox. I mean, from the way I see it, if they're out on the road and the dog, are down the back and if they're not on top of the dogs because they're nowhere near the dogs when, when I'm trying to shoot yeah, the dogs out of the garden. Yeah. they. Uh, so basically is that the dogs will come across the fox and they will attack him and tear him apart while he's alive. I mean I've heard the foxes you know when they're being attacked it's it's horrific the noise but I presume they tear him they tear the fox alive when he they tear him apart they, so, they you know yeah, pull him no, apart very, dismember it's,
1: him. It's very cruel yeah I mean you, you know I'm just wondering Perhaps people might be listening to this now saying, well, these are country pursuits. You're from an urban area moving out to the country and you don't understand their ways.
9: Well, I think everybody can understand that that's perhaps not the nicest way to treat any animal and that, you know, all animals deserve to be (laughs) killed humanely. So, you know, the, the, the fox, if there's a fox down at the back of my house he He has had no relationship with any of the hunters that come here from other places, you know, so the thing is they they come from the city or they'll come from their hunting clubs, they come from all over they'll park their vans they'll get out that fox has done nothing to any of them so mm-hmm. what what gives what gives them the right to go down and, and 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 number one come on come on to come onto my property and I get know. the dogs come on here I know. And put my children I know. at risk. I know, you know and, a, and, and and attack an animal that has done nothing to them. oh sure,
1: I know i, I mean, mean I, I think that some of the defense that hunt that hunt clubs have is that they have permission of farmers and that farmers are happy with them because um foxes are are, are a scourge to farmers you know to lambs and to to chickens and things that's that 's what they say yeah.
9: I know, but i mean i I think that the hounds do more damage that, that, than the fox i mean the fox the foxes that that we have when when we have them, uh, I mean I, they keep they keep the rats down, they keep mice away, you know, because yeah, that's know. what they eat. Yeah, yeah. You know, they pick up the, the the apples that 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 are left on the ground, the windfall apples. Yeah. So you know, they're not doing us any harm. They're quite happy down there, and they should be left undisturbed. I, I don't think I don't I think it's a nice thing. I, but I really don't think that these people have any legal right to come onto. Our property
1: well, and on I che- yeah, I checked it actually because uh, I checked some barrister advice on this with regards to, um, you know, gun clubs and the use of people's land. And it says it's essential that persons authorized to enter lands on the perp, for the purpose of shooting or hunting, hunting can show that they have permission. Uh, and it falls on the hunter to show that they hold this permission. The use of another person's land is always something that should be approached with sensitivity. Uh, and you have to have either verbal or written permission from the landowner. Um, would, would, right, that, but, would that be your thoughts as well?
9: Well, they've got no permission. Okay. They've absolutely got no permission to do this. And on Sunday, when we approached, we went down the road looking for the um, the, the hunters who owned all the dogs because there were so many dogs. It was ridiculous. And uh, we went down and um, we approached them and I asked them who they were and, and, and where they were from. And they just said they were from a, 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 loc- a local gun club. But and they start. He, this guy started to take out his his card, and then but then he didn't show it to us, and yeah. he wouldn't give us his name. And then and then you know, I I said you know, we have no right to come onto private property and come into our garden. And he said, well, I'm sorry for going into your garden, but we have a right to hunt here. And I said, "No, you don't have a right to hunt in my garden or in my
1: property." See, what he if somebody said, had an accident, or somebody got shot in the foot, or somebody broke their leg? It's you. It's you. Be sued, isn't it? on your land?
9: Well, the thing is, I should. I should hope No, I don't want them there. I mean, uh, my 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 concern is that they will injure my children. I know. Yeah. I know. My concern yeah. is that their dogs will injure my son, my daughter. You know, it 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 is unbelievable that these dangerous dogs and these dogs are really dangerous they're bloodthirsty hounds it is unbelievable that they are allowed are actually shoved into people's gardens to hunt foxes without any care for the safety and when you approach these people they're not apologetic and they are say they've got a right to do it, they've been doing it for it. generations yeah. and it seems so entitled that these men with guns who are really frightening and really sinister think that they have a right to do that. It's 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 really scary in this day and age that that they can do it. It's I interesting. mean it feels like that yeah Yeah.
1: It says, you said in your email, it's no longer elegantly dressed men on horses with packs of thoroughbred beagles at their feet, hunting on their own private estates. It's aging, overweight, overbearing, badly dressed men in old cars with dog trailers, tooting on horns and wielding dangerous guns in our public spaces. Yeah, yeah.
9: Yeah it's really scary. It is not nice. There's 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 nothing. There's nothing positive about what they call a sport because it's not a sport. Do
1: you think it should be and banned?
9: T- I I I think hunting with dogs, hunting animals with the dogs the way they're doing it right now is I think it should be banned because I think that, you know, if somebody has a problem with a fox on their own land or on their own farm, then go kill the fox, shoot the fox, no problem. But but actually enjoying their dogs, tearing a live animal apart, hunting him down and tearing him apart. I mean, you know, that is really, really cruel.
1: I know I get calls on this and I would encourage people to call and text and get involved in the conversation. But what's your next move now?
9: Well, this, this year, because there's been a bit of a lull with the, um, with the lockdown, we didn't have quite so many hunters or they were in smaller groups. The uh, this year I've decided that, you know, I'm I'm really not tolerating this anymore mm. and that every time hunters come because you hear them, the dogs make such a big racket and they have their horns and you see the cars coming through I am going to approach them all, I'm going to take all their car ridges and I you know, I'm going to call the guards mm. every time. Mm. But the thing is that doesn't make me safe. That doesn't make my children safe.
1: And you're not enjoying your life in somewhere that you clearly loved, you know? I mean, you, I'm not I'm not saying that you contemplate moving, but if it doesn't get resolved, who knows what you're going to have to do?
9: Well, the, look, Neil, the, the the thing is is that they uh they hunt on weekends. Yeah? Okay. And and the hunting season goes from November until April, they they like hunting on Saint Stephen's Day. They like hunting, you know, Christmas. All the Christmas season is really big for them. the uh, The Easter season is really big, and it's every weekend, nearly uh, on on a Saturday or a Sunday. And the thing is, is that, you know, these are the times when my children should be able to enjoy being out in the garden in what should be their safe space. Yeah. I mean, this is private, private garden I know. and and you should be able to grow vegetables with the, with the animals,
1: trashing them. Trash off. them. Yeah, like, yeah.
9: yeah, I mean, they go into the polytone and everything and, and it's like, you know, they just
1: destroy. Oh, Listen, that would wreck anybody's head. You know, that's your home. You know, yeah. that's that's your place. Would you be OK if we called them and asked them what was going on or? Uh, what their side oh, the story. A-
9: absolutely. Yeah, a- absolutely. Okay. Because, you know, they, okay. they'll, they'll just say that what they told us is that, oh, they've been hunting this land for generations okay. and uh, they have a right to do so.
1: OK, well, not without it's your permission. Really and uh, if, if they don't have your permission and the dogs are on your land, you could bang off a solicitor's letter, you know, cease or desist.
9: Yeah, yeah, we could. But the thing is, is that I noted the... the 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 man that I approached that was just beside our household with a horn and, and a shotgun a few years ago, I think he was one of the one of the men on Sunday, and 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 he avoided speaking to me. All he said was, "Oh, we don't kill any foxes." Okay. That's what he said. Okay. but
1: which you you, know, but you have the body parts to prove it.
9: Well, I didn't have any body parts and yesterday. No, in the past, I have foot. Yeah, yeah in the past, I have okay. absolutely, but but uh, but uh, n- not not not. Not on Monday. I mean, because I don't think that they killed the fox here. They, they. I think that they, they found a fox down there and they and they hunted him out, and they chased him down.
1: It must be but, an awful uh, death for a fox to be chased down like that. It must be awful, particularly if it's a mother fox with cubs back at a at a den or something. You know, it must be very sad.
9: With Col- it, it, chased them all day. They chased them for hours. Okay okay right, and then they celebrate you can hear them celebrating when they catch them I mean you know they're tooting their horns and they're, they're all excited it's like they've won a match but they've killed an animal in the most horrific way possible
1: what would you say grow a pair and cop on
9: well I would say look if they want to go shooting things play Call of Duty or mm. you know it, it, it's 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 think, think of a sport that they can do where they're actually not trespassing on people's property not terrifying women and children in their homes um, where they, you know, where they're not inflicting pain on people and animals. OK,
1: okay. I, I, I think that's that's what I would say. Let, let me see if I can get a response from the uh, the gun club involved and also encourage the public to get involved in the conversation as well. But for now, Anne, all the best. Thank,
9: thank you very much. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for listening. The Neil Prendival Show on Cork's Red
3: FM. Our phone lines remain open after midday, 1850-104-106.
1: Okay, I'm getting a bit of criticism that I'm reading out the shopping list too quickly. It's a 250-year-old Tesco gift card every single day, and you need to repeat back my shopping list when I open the phone lines a little later on. So if I'm reading it out too quickly, I'll give you one more opportunity to hear them, but you need to read them back to me. And I open the phone lines to win the dash. Okay, you ready? A little bit slower. A six pack of Tato chipsticks. Tin of Quality Street. Three Tesco Pink Lady apples. Spiderman webbed bath soap. Um, yeah, this is not a gel now. This is a soap.
9: Unexpected item in bagging area. Remove this item before continuing.
1: Spiderman webbed bath soap Sissy. see. Tesco's finest red onion chutney. guilty <laughs> sausages. A liter of low fat milk. Kellogg's crunchy nut cornflakes. All right. And that's the full list. So I'll open the phone lines in about 10, 12 minutes time. We'll take caller 10. You need to get the list right. If you don't, I just move on to caller number 11. Just one or two more texts, actually, because these are actual case histories. I was attacked by a German shepherd when I was 10. He went straight for my throat and pinned me to the ground. I protected myself with my arm and he latched onto that. He escaped from a house and a small terrier was barking throughout the whole event. The dog then turned his attention to the small dog and killed him while I made my getaway. I'm terrified, terrified of that breed to this day. Alsatians. German shepherds, I should say. German shepherd. Even though my common sense argues me, argues with me, as they are in fact a wonderful, super intelligent breed with a lovely temperament. The animal that attacked me was walked late at night when people weren't around and was never socialized. That was the owner's accountability. A dog acting out of, out is usually the product of its owner. See what you mean? If the dog was being walked late at night when no one wasn't around, then the dog doesn't know how to react during the day when people are around. And one final one. There's a woman who works as a dog walker uh, who walks the dogs close to where I live uh, and she'd have different dogs on different days, but she'd always have seven or eight of them. I've seen her leave with two Alsatians, a husky and a bulldog, as well as other dogs, and they run off with their leads dragging behind them. I wonder if the owners of the dogs realize this. Surely this would not be allowed to happen with such a dangerous breeze running wild. I just wonder on the point on that though, if if one of those dogs in the care of the dog walker were to attack um, somebody or another dog, who would be responsible? The dog walker? in court, or the owner of the dog in court. So thank you for all of those texts. Other um, topics we've been dealing with include, uh, somebody was saying that it's very unfair in young people that the age of entry to pubs and nightclubs in many places now has dropped from 23 to 21. I thought that was unfair if the legal age to drink alcohol is 18. Um, you know, why isn't it 18 everywhere? The reason clubs and pubs have raised the entry age is because the young people don't know how to act and they can't handle their drink. I was in town yesterday and this would have been from Uh, Friday's programme, and I can tell you I was ashamed to be from Cork. The way the college student acted was embarrassing. There was a girl walking down Winthrop Street necking a bottle of wine and falling all over the place while attempting to drink it. I'm only 38 and I can safely say I never acted like that. Shame on the students for their behaviour. Oh, you changed your tune um, over the course of Friday's programme, Neil, after bashing one pub in Balafihan. Every pub was at it on the same day and I hope you speak about them today, says David. Well, I wasn't bashing uh, the harp, it did start with the harp and they came on air and then as the morning went on we found that other pubs were also inviting students in. In fact, I was up around the College Road lunchtime (coughs) on Thursday... And I can tell you one thing, the off-licences were doing a roaring trade. Um, in spite of everything, up until three o'clock in the morning, students were roaring and screaming and knocking over bins and house parties all over the place. I live across in the Harp and I saw nothing but great organisation and dealing with those big crowds. I talked to the manager, Eric, who explained they were at full capacity and were adhering to all guidelines. I would just like to applaud the management on this, particularly Eric. It was his first week as manager I hope you get to read this out, Neil, as I'd like to pass on my praise. Easy for the media to run pictures of students queuing for bars. Uh, crickets when it comes to the photo of a high... Nothing, as in nothing when it comes to the photo of a high-ranking official walking around the function rooms in the Aviva all over social media. I don't know what that's about. I wasn't, that wasn't brought to my attention, so I have to take the word on it. Um, And there's many more then on different topics of conversation, including, um, as Villa says, COVID-19 and vaccines and those that are pro and those that are not. So I'll come back to those this side of midday. But James, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? Who said that Anne, who lives in the country now and bought her own house and six or seven acres, hasn't a clue. What do you mean by that?
3: Well, no, what I'm saying is that her, the the way that she interpreted uh, the hunting and what goes on is, is, is untrue. Um, The way that she said that they blow the horn when they kill an animal and things like that. The horn is used to call the dogs back. Um, Just a couple of statements that I thought was very unfair and just really trying
1: to blacken the hunting community. Mm. Just the horn issue, is it?
3: Uh, Well, the horn, and she also said that they have guns. If if it's a pack of hounds, there will be no guns. Um, That's the whole idea of the hounds is because there is no need for guns if you have 20 or 30 hounds you think she's making it up, is it? Um, No, well, I'm not saying that I don't want to call her a liar, but obviously it it makes a better story if there's people with guns and hounds and they're blowing horns and they kill animals and things like that. I live in the country myself, and only only this weekend just on, there was turkey hounds in in the field across the road for me. And it was nice to see them running through the field and hearing the horn going. And the horn does not mean that, that an animal has been killed or anything it's like calling that
1: the dogs back after a hunt. yeah
3: it's it's, it's it's calling the dogs back exactly the 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 huntsman will, will will have a little horn and he'll and he'll blow it when when he wants to call the dogs back precisely
1: um she says they did have guns though
3: um yeah i as i said Daniel i've been, I've seen many hunts where I live as as Anne said she obviously lives in a similar area well. They, they, they hunt my area uh, a couple of times a year. Never once have I seen a gun. Um, okay. As I said...
1: Middle-aged you know, men I mean, with guns and packs of dangerous dogs parking their cars and trailers and letting the dogs into people's private gardens and fields in the hope they'll pick up the scent of a fox, chase them down and tear them apart. So th- they actually don't use the guns, even if they have them. It's the dogs do the um, do the killing.
3: Yeah, that, that's why the, the whole gun argument is kind of the way Bit, um, it sounds a bit far fetched, in my opinion.
1: Um, but she did say that when she asked for their names and where they were from, all they would say was that they were a local gun club.
3: Yeah, well, if they were a local gun club, they, if they have a the pack of hounds, they wouldn't say they're in a local gun club first of all, because they they might be in a gun club because them being out with the hounds has got nothing to do with the gun club. Um, if they if they have a pack, going to be
1: a gun club been, that that hunts hounds.
3: A hunts Foxes? No, no, it would be like a, a, Harrier, a Harrier's Club, it might be, or something like that, but they wouldn't be, and even if she did ask them, it's I suppose they, they don't have to give their name, or, you know, they're, they're not entitled to so it's just some some person they've met while they've been out in the hunt that's kind of, you know, a, a whatever, a sabotager, as they call them nowadays.
1: Yeah, we actually did um, manage to eventually chat off the record with somebody from the club. Um, now, they have said that they will sue me if I name the club. I have no why. I've no idea why they, they would want to say something like that, but that's what I was told. But they did say that no dogs went onto the property um, and have never done... But they cannot guarantee that they hadn't done so in the past. But they said no fox has been killed or harmed. Um, they meet every Sunday and they run the dogs. They have black and tan Harriers. There are yeah. no Rottweiler-type dogs in the pack. Um, yes, some, one or three or four of the dogs wear Garmin trackers so they can find the hounds in case mm-hmm. the pack gets lost. And I think they said that, um, I think somewhere in the notes they said that a, a fox hasn't been killed in 25 years.
3: Well, I, I can't obviously comment on, on this club's you killing know, of foxes or how many they have killed or only they haven't killed. You also tend to say that the dogs have come into our property and went into our holly Tunnel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd find that hard to believe unless there was a fox in the panley tunnel. Yeah, but what if there yeah.
1: had been a fox in there at one stage? Then the dogs would go in and rip it apart, right?
3: Um, potentially, but it's... Again, it's kind of like the gun story. It sounds a little bit far-fetched to me. As Obviously, it makes a great story. Gives the hounds a very bad name. They came in, ran through my panley tunnel, fellas with guns, running around, blowing horns. It, it all... it You know... The, it all, it all fits, but I'm not well, sure. Well, she
1: says they carry loaded guns, a horn, and dogs. Do you hunt like that, or do you harry I Don't
3: her? hunt. I don't hunt anymore. My my granddad and stuff, I, I just don't have the time to do it anymore. But
1: There was never guns, though, was there? No, 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 okay. no,
3: no. Not with a pack of hounds. It's completely different okay. if you're going out after pheasants or ducks or something, but if you're used to a fox and you have a pack of hounds... There's no need for a gun. Okay,
1: um, a gun? Uh, I don't think that question was asked because it was taken for granted when we were chatting with the actual club itself as to whether there are guns with them or not. But we can certainly ask them. Okay. All right. Um, yep. Yeah, cheers. Cheers, James. Take care. Lines open at one eight fifty one zero four one zero six. Text oh eight six eight one zero four one zero six. James, another James, actually, James. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, Earlier this morning, we
10: I, were... T- I was going to talk to you about the vaccination, but if that's something, I do have knowledge about gun clubs, because my, my brother was a member of a gun club. Okay. My late brother.
1: Okay, but, but those that hunt foxes, though, with dogs, do they carry guns?
10: They're rogue hunters, Neil. Okay. The gun
1: clubs don't have anything to do with them. People
10: who are members of gun clubs, official members of gun clubs, at this time of the year, are shooting pheasant and duck, and they're using pointers, red setters, and retrievers. Uh, you ask the gun clubs and they'll tell you who they are That's but Anne
1: said they had guns I mean like she'd well, heard they it.
10: shouldn't have because they're not members of a gun club if they're, if they're coming on people's property because gun clubs are very re- responsible they would never people are shooting pheasant and duck and uh, those things they're out on open countryside they don't go into people's gardens my brother wouldn't go near a person's garden uh, do they have
1: dogs though when they're hunting the ducks and pheasants sorry do they have dogs with them
10: People who hunt pheasant have only pointers and setters. They don't hunt foxes, people who are members of gun clubs. They might shoot a fox for a farmer if they come across... No, one.
1: I know. You know the ones that go out hunting with guns for fe- for pheasants are yes. ducks.
10: pointers and setters, Neil. So they do have dogs. They never use beagles. Okay. So they do have dogs... Uh, pointers and setters and you'd always recognise them
1: by either pointers or setters or retrievers the a caller said who was involved in hunting and has hunted before said that they do have guns with them so man is probably right that this club whatever it was I don't know if it was a harrier club or a or gun club or what it was but they were going after foxes with dogs and guns
10: well, as I said, the rules may have changed my brother's time. My brother passed away, but when my brother was shooting, which is not that many years ago, the gun clubs where he was in East Cork down near Nakhraha and uh, places, they were very, very fussy about where they would go. The lads would know in the hunters you don't go any near anyone's property. You don't go into people's gardens. You keep out in the open fields. And that was the rules. Now, I'm, I'm not saying that other gun clubs don't have, uh, you know, they're, they're more slack rules, but my brother's gun club, he, he would have been fired from the gun club if he did something like that now. If he came into a woman's property like that now, and, and frightened her, the, the gun club would remove his membership.
1: Okay. Immediately. Okay, alright. I'm going to do a bit more digging uh, into this because there could be two different sets here. Those yes, that have yes, guns, I those. Know, I, told I those, I those that go after foxes, that, and those I, that go I, after I, I, pheasant. I want,
10: to, I want to talk to you about the vaccinations
1: right,
10: because yeah. someone was saying that earlier uh, on I to give the figures that a lot of people died who were vaccinated. No,
1: everyone that died last week was vaccinated.
10: Yeah, well see, I'm operating now, uh, Neil, as a man in his late 60s who was vaccinated in the spring as I'm unvaccinated because it's gone. It's gone. The effect of it is worn off. Yeah. My doctor has told me that. Yeah. So I'm operating at the moment now, desperately waiting for my booster. So, but uh, I'm operating as if I had no vaccination. Six months, six or seven months ago,
1: I got the double AstraZeneca. They're not the boosters anymore now. It's a third vaccination is what you it is. You have means. to get it, yes. Yeah. And what disappoints me more, well, Neil, I'm is I'm not saying you have you know. to get it. I'm just saying it's not a booster. It's another vaccination. Yes, yes, you have to get the booster. But...
10: Uh, what I'm very disappointed to hear is that about, in some centres, about 40 or 50% of people are turning up for their
1: booster injection. That's all wrong. I camp out at
10: 1 o'clock in the morning down in City Hall. No, all. You know that. You know,
1: you know that figure of four, that was announced last week that 40% of people who had booster appointments didn't show up? That's bull. They were double booked. The GP booked them in and they were booked in through a HSC system. There were double bookings. It's more likely to be five, maybe 10% of people. Well, I hope so, Neil. I'm glad to hear well, that. Well, I can tell that you that that, that that figure was well, wrong.
10: That was wrong. And other people are desperately waiting for it. Oh. But, uh, but as I said, that's uh, that's probably what people have to do now. I'm operating now, as I said, Neil, uh, doing all the precautions, but right. still going out. But uh, as if I were not vaccinated because it's worn off now, Neil. Okay. It's just worn off. But what and just and a, and a short answer. Same as me, why, accident, why, six, why? Seven, um, seven months ago, has to Operate
1: like that, no, until they get their booster. Okay, got to go. But one of Excellent. the points made this morning was that forty-five percent of deaths last week. And I hate talking about deaths statistically. Forty-one of the deaths were fully vaccinated, and four were partly vaccinated. There was zero unvaccinated deaths. Why? Why? Can you talk to me, Neil? Yeah. Why?
10: Well, as I said, uh, if I got it now in the morning, I presume I would probably end up in hospital because I'm not that. It's worn off. Okay, <laughs> as I said, to you. I, 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 I'm listening to Luke O'Neill, and Luke O'Neill has said he's the only man I listen to. He, he has said this he's talking about fellas like me people who are now in the late 60s who got AstraZeneca six months ago there's little or no protection from it
1: now ok thanks James much obliged lines open one 104 106 we could take caller 10 and every caller thereafter that can list out the 8 items on my Tesco shopping list a 250 euro Tesco gift card if you get it all correct one 106 go for it
0: The Neil Prenderville Show on Twitter
1: at Neil Red FM, and you can text 086-8104-106 for whatever may be on your mind. We'll pick it up in the morning. We also listen. Very important news: um, Garth Brooks is in Dublin. He flew in for a press conference, which I think he's about to give, or is giving, or will soon give regarding his gigs. I think you can forget about your PlayStation fives. I think the big money item will be our Garth Brooks ticket. Do they go on sale on? Um, I think they go on sale on Thursday, don't they? For both of those gigs, maybe they'll announce more. I don't know, but uh, they'll probably wait for the first two to sell out. So. He's in Dublin to meet the press and his loving Irish fans as well. And tickets, I believe, go on sale on Thursday. Meanwhile, uh, let's see if we've got Siobhan McCarthy set up here on line two. Siobhan, good morning. Are you there? You're there with me now, I think. Yeah. Siobhan? I am indeed. Oh, good morning. You're in belgulia I believe.
2: That's right. you okay.
1: are. All right. Okay. For you, I've got the potential to win a 250 euro Tesco gift card, but I very quickly need my shopping list from you. So off you go whenever you're ready, nice and slow. Go for it.
2: A six pack of Taser chipsticks, a tin of Quality Street, three Tesco Pink Lady apples, Spider Man Wedge bath soap, Tesco Finest Red Onion Chutney, Klanakilti sausages, a litre of low fat milk, and collect Crunchy nuts,
7: cornflakes. Please take your change. Notes are dispensed below the scanner.
1: <laughs> I'm a child at heart. Well done. You got them all word perfect. I didn't read them out too fast for you, no?
2: No, not at all. It took me a couple of goals, but I got there. Well
1: done, and you got them word perfect. For you, a €250 Euro Tesco gift card to spend on whatever you wish. So come up from Belgoolie to Douglas and enjoy, all right?
2: That's amazing. Thank you so much, Neil. you. Well for done.
1: In. Thanks for listening. 250 euro Tesco gift cards every single day, courtesy of yourselves and Tesco. As they say, every little helps. And 250 euros, far from little, make a big difference to you. So we'll do the same thing again in the morning. Now, let's see if you know your Northside. Groner Credit Union have given us 3,000 euro in cash. Now, we're giving away prizes of 200 euro cash, but there's a massive prize then of three grand at the end of this so that's the big money item later in the week so today I give you another little piece of audio um, you need to know your north side the places the things and the people on the north side as the villa says and if you do you win uh, our daily cash prize and today it's 200 euro but you need to identify this piece of audio nah. 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 <laughs> okay and maybe one more time I was actually chatting about this guy earlier on this morning no. And remember, on the north side is a lot of way to the east and a lot of way to the west. So it's quite broad. Not necessarily just talking about Blackpool or Grana Brauer. So get dialing on that, 1850 104 106. Pick up the phone uh, and see if you can win yourself a 250 euro voucher. One final piece of criticism of uh, me on air on Friday. We're talking about the Scot- or the Australian Premier, Scott Morrison. Um, and he was, of course, being accused of being racial, about being misogynistic about being uh, anti-Irish and the old hip- hypocrisy about the Irish and the drink. It's a bit rich for you to claim, to be shocked at how easily people are offended at the Australian Premier's faux pas. Many the time, yourself, you stated on air that people can't say this and can't say that, shouldn't say this and shouldn't say that. And I'm not talking about bigoted or discriminatory remarks. I'm talking about factual statements like, say, for instance, the nationality of certain criminals, or tangible differences between men and women, differences that the vast and overwhelming majority of the human race accepts as the truth, by the way. Maybe the next time you find yourself pondering the roots of society's snowflaking, uh, you might look at the effect influential people such as yourself have on. easily influenced with reference to the attack on someone accused of sexism, racism and patronizing comments. These people referred to as woke offended snowflakes uh, who are outraged and condemn others without asking their permission are fast becoming the bane of modern society. The woke snowflakes. Yes, it is time to change behavior and move forward um, in the stance of civilization. But this over the top ease It's stunting the growth of us all. How dare they criticise other people so strongly based purely on their own warped sense of right and wrong and without asking their permission. The fake news, conspiracies and conflicting media reports is fueling these angry, misminded people and exacerbated by COVID. Twice on the programme, or sorry, twice yesterday, I was abused by car drivers who hopefully would normally just accept the incident in both cases being wanting to turn right but being in the wrong lane, that they would accept the incident by holding up a hand respectfully, but not anymore. We live in a world now of anger, anger, anger. That's a lengthy text, but it warranted reading out because it has to ask the question, are the woke, as you call them, snowflakes, taking over the world? And is everybody else afraid to take them on and challenge them? But just on the point there where you say many times I've stopped people saying things on the air, The the vast majority of times that I will ever stop anybody saying a particular thing on the air is if it will lead to defamation, libel or slander. Because we have the hardest libel, defamation and slander laws for any broadcaster or anywhere in the world. And I will stop somebody if I feel it's going to lead to an issue where it will lead to litigation and court and massive payouts for defamation. On that basis, I stop people. Um, With regards to court cases, sometimes I will if I'm not quite sure where the caller is going to go with it, but I have to err on the side of caution. That may not be an an excuse that you will accept or a reason, but it's the one that I give at this point in time. Lines will stay open at one 104 106 Have a good day. I'll see you tomorrow.
0: Thanks for listening to this Red FM podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and check out redextra.ie for more great Red FM content.